Whoa. What's that? That's excitement. Why? Just because. Because what? I don't know. You're just happy? Yeah. I'm happy too. It, it was a good morning. I woke up. I'm well rested. It's just, woo! Yeah. They remember on the big show, we were talking earlier about that person in your life that's just too positive? And it's positive toxicity almost? That's a thing now? KK said it was? I don't think that's a thing. I bet you don't, because it's you. Uh-uh. They never think it's a thing when it's them. It's you. There's Eddie. nothing wrong with being positive. No. There's just something wrong with being too positive. That's you. Mm. But it doesn't matter this week. You know why? Why? Because I'm just as positive with you. Hey. It's the holiday show Thanksgiving next week. Okay. I am lit. You know, that's my favorite holiday. Uh Uh-uh. I never knew that. It's my favorite day of the year. Why? Because you got to think about it like this. It's all my favorite things in one place. It's the only day of the year where that happens. Right? Family. Mm -hmm. You know how I feel about family. Mm -hmm. My mama in there, my dad, my sisters, all the way down to my favorite uncles. It's lit, right? Food. Mm-hmm. You know I love food. <laughs> mac and cheese and that thing. Mm. My mama mac and cheese. You know what I'm saying? And the Cowboys. You Ooh. know how much I love to watch Cowboys game games. Day. See? Okay. It's family, football, and food. Okay. So after I'm dealing with family and I eat a little bit of food, the Cowboys about to lose. It's lit. All right, you got three. <laughs> no, they, we no, they're going to win. They're going to win. Katie, we lose every year. They're going to win. This year it's up, though. They're going to win. We're going to win this year. You got the three Fs and they're going to win. I mean, All right. this is actually like my week where I'm happy. I, I enjoy Thanksgiving more than my birthday. Really? Yeah, it's my favorite day. More than Christmas. No no offense, Jesus. It's just... <laughs> he looking down like, wait nah, a minute. Yo, I used to love Christmas when I was a kid. Now I'm like, all right, how much money I'm about to spend? <laughs> like, how broke I'm going to be in January? Dang. Like, that's all Christmas yeah. feel like. Hey, all that money you saved? Yeah, get up. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Hey, ooh, Christmas. Ah. Maybe like, aren't you happy it's Christmas? No. Uh-uh. Depends if you're the giver or the receiver. <laughs> yep. When you be like, oh, I'm so happy it's Christmas, I know who you are. Oh. Yeah, you're the receiver. Okay. You're not the person shopping for the gifts, paying for the gifts, wrapping the gifts, hiding the, the gifts. You're the one showered with the gifts. Yeah, you're the one who makes a list. Okay. You ain't the one who checks it twice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, we know what it is. But don't worry about it. Happy holidays from us to To you. you. (laughs) Welcome in the moment. I'm in the moment. Stay in the moment. Yeah. There's a moment in everything, and everything is a moment. We talk about the comedy in it all. This is your first time. Welcome to the funniest podcast you have never heard. We're your new favorite host. Woo! Or your money back. Shout out to all our regular listeners and our new listeners. Episode 140. We discovered last week we still celebrate 140 like it was 40. Yep, sure do. Ain't nothing changed. Mm -mm. Speaking of 40, 50, 60, 70. You seen them Taylor Swift tickets? Oh, my God. Yes. Katie, Did I? You got to be out your mind. Ain't nobody paying that. Yeah. No, somebody paying it. I ain't paying it. You think they're going to pay? That's resale prices. You think yeah. they're going to pay that? Yes. They wouldn't be demanding that much if the supply wasn't what it was. Supply and demand, Katie. Somebody paying forty, fifty, all the way up to $90,000 to listen to... <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, wait, it's yours truly, Brian McDaytime. Yo, yo, stop. Nah, this. they laughed too hard stop at that. This. Nah, y'all laughed way too hard at my Brian McDaytime yo, that was funny. joke. It was, that funny. was funny. Wait, <laughs> it was dying. 
That's me. I'm Brian McDaytime. Can't mm. dream. Uh, nah, go can't ahead. Be. No, go ahead. No, I'm not that. going anywhere. Finish that. I said I sing by myself. <laughs> I don't. But come on, yo. Like, come on, seriously. Fifty, sixty thousand dollars. She's not worth it. Come on, no. no. Like I ain't hating. First of all, no one's worth it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's not personal. <laughs> I am not hating on her, but like, yo, what are we doing? Mm-mm. You paying that much to go see anybody or see anything? No. My mama could be performing. I'm, I'm going to ask her. <laughs> hey, yo, mom. <laughs> 50, though? You sure? <laughs> yo, you, you, ain't, you can sing like that. <laughs> Come Since on, when? man. Yeah. You know how many teardrops would be on my guitar if, if I paid 90000 to sit in Section 100? No. Flooded. Fam. No, I'm, a, I'm, sit, I'm standing right where Kanye was. With two and Taylor's. Yeah, nah. Hey, Taylor, I'm going to let you finish. But it's me, too. We both the problem. Nah, I was funny. Put me on the mic. You ain't the only problem here, Taylor. Nah, I'm sorry. Not for what I paid to get in here. Oh, no. You kidding me? Mm-mm. People are really paying that. You know what I do respect about her before I tell you why I'm mad? All right, so making the band. Everybody may not remember making the band. Mm-hmm. But those of, you know, in the culture, remember. Remember Dylan? Yeah. Remember when Dylan said I'm top five all time? It's me. Dylan, 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 <laughs> Dylan, and Dylan. <laughs> Yo, Nutella's really that. Hmm. For the whole 10. That's. You ever thought about that? No. She really did that in real life. Like, no, I'm really the top 10. Who's your favorite top 10? Me. Taylor Swift. Taylor, Swift, T Swift, Tay Swift, Tay Swizzy, T S Double. I don't know how many she got. Yo, she's the whole top ten. Drake is eleven. But it's only because of remixes. It doesn't matter. Does it matter? Does it really matter? Cause y'all like y'all find all the reasons in the world to make Drake shut up, and here come Taylor going. Excuse me. I know you like that, but, but <laughs> yeah, payback is a motherfucker, ain't it? Nah, you got to give credit you know where what? it's due. I'm huh? not even going to lie. She's the only person I know who can re-record her previous albums, and it sounds the same, and people act like it's brand new music. Yeah, they show up and pay 80000 <laughs> Oh, my God. Did you hear that reverb? She- oh. <laughs> what? Yeah. And, if it, and then they talk about, oh, she should do something about this. Do what? Tell us sitting somewhere in somebody's suite saying the same thing Michael Jordan said when they said his sneakers cost too much. Fuck them kids. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's why. Yo, all, right. all right. I all said right. too much. Right. My yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. It's true, though. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> agrees. All right. All right. Here's where I'm at. on my head. Why they test my feet? I'm just trying to get... Katie, we're going to do something a little different today. Okay. Not really, but we're going to make it seem like it's different. Mm. It's still wild, man, but it's got a little gravy on it. Okay. It's a holiday season. hmm So this podcast is going to be a lot about the things I'm mad at and as normal, but the things I'm grateful for. Oh. You know what I mean? Okay. It's Thanksgiving. Okay. So we're going to be grateful today. I like that. I want you to dig deep and be your your whole self today. Mm. You sure? No. Okay. But <laughs> let's see what happens. Okay. We might get canceled. They might love us more. But mm. either way, I want you to be thankful for being you today. I'm going to do the same thing. Say less. All right? All right. Here we go. Remember you asked for this. I did. Okay. 
Out the gate. Mm-hmm. Your generation. Mm-hmm. Why don't y'all respect y'all elders? That's Gen Z. I'm huh? a millennial. What you mean? No, I don't know if you qualify, Katie. Yes, I do. I'm a millennial. So I was before y'all. <laughs> nah, you you hanging on, though. I'm at the front of the bus. You in yeah, the back. I know, but I'm still in the millennial category. <laughs> know, don't don't you put me with them. All right, so the youth, right? Mm-hmm. You know who John Moran is? No. John Moran is like the best younger basketball player in the NBA. How old is he? He's young. You don't know who John Moran is? Mm-mm. What team he play for? The Grizzlies. That's why. I don't care about no John Grizzlies. John Moran is him, Katie. He's 23. That's John. You don't know John. Okay, I've seen him. Everybody. I just didn't know his name. I've seen him. Charles Barkley gave him a little bit of criticism. How did he say it? He said that John Morant doesn't make the people around. Okay. <laughs> John Morant doesn't make the people around him better, Kenny. Here's why. <laughs> That's basically what he okay. said. Okay. And John told him knee pads. Yeah, I ain't know what it meant either, but I put two and two together, Kenny. He basically told him, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, no. That's what he said to him, no. Kenny. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Hey, wait. Yeah. What? Yeah. 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 The youth doesn't respect their elders. Mm-mm. 21 Savage mm-hmm. said that Nas is irrelevant. No, he said he didn't say that. Katie, what he said? I don't know. He said he's irrelevant. But I saw I saw a tweet afterwards where he said he wouldn't disrespect the legends before him, including Nas, because he respected Nas. Mm, is that what that, that was? Either mm-hmm. way, would you say that this generation doesn't respect their elders the way that your generation did? And oh, my generation did? Oh, absolutely. Well, why do you think that is? Um, a sense of, ooh, part of it I think is a sense of entitlement now and also how they were raised, you mm. know? Like growing up, right, it was embedded in me, right? Yeah. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. You know, like manners and, you know, being polite and kind and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like now people aren't taught that same value of respect as much. And, you know, it may be because parents may be more lenient of that. Or now this generation doesn't care just in general because it's like, hey, we're smarter. You know, I feel like this newer generation, um, I feel like some of them feel like they're way more smarter. And it's like we don't have to pertain to the rules that y'all pertain to in the real world. I'm glad you said that. Because it's out of date. Yeah. They feel like things are out of date. And it's like, nah, we got to do it a new way, a different way, even if that means not respecting people the same. And see, that's the thing, right? Because I was thinking about this. Like, why does it seem like... And and maybe it's not even a change, because I feel like when I was younger, the generation above mine was saying the same thing. I remember being younger in that generation saying, oh, you don't know anything. You're youngins. That, that music is trash. Your, your attitude is trash. But this generation is different. It's gotten out of hand, Katie. Mm. It's out of control. Mm-hmm. And the entitlement is at a whole new level. Mm-hmm. But that's not exactly why I'm mad. What I'm mad about is I think the morals have changed in the household. Oh, absolutely. And the reason I know this, because it changed within my own family. And what? here's why I'm actually mad. My parents, a lot like a lot of parents, because I was talking to my barber about this, I couldn't do nothing in my house. Katie, nothing. Why these lights on in this room if you ain't in here? Mm -hmm. Why is multiple boxes of cereal open if you can only eat one at a time? Mm -hmm. You know why? Don't don't say lie in this house. It's fib. Mm -hmm. It's tell a story. Mm. You don't do nothing, right? Why use the only paper towels? Use the towel that you can put Mm -hmm. in the washing machine to save some money. 
But when my parents come see me, you know how many times I got to ask my mama why the closet light on? Have you ever had three women you love with all your heart visit you for the weekend and you bought 30, 30 rolls of paper, 30 rolls of toilet paper and it's still gone? Mm-hmm. You ever seen a woman wrap toilet paper around like it's a glove, Katie? My mom. Why don't they have the same morals they used to have? And it's not even that. What is it? My mom be creating extra dishes. Why are you creating extra dishes? Why? Right? Why are you using a cup once? Yep. And then putting it in the sink. That what are same you doing? Yeah. Okay, no, we were using that cup. They All forget right? everything they taught you. See what I'm saying? They forget everything they taught you. Everything you taught me not to do when I was younger, you doing it now. Mm-hmm. And you can't say nothing, right? Nope. As soon as you do, who are you talking to? And I want to say, so bad I'm talking to you. <laughs> But I can't, because you my mama. Exactly. Right, you got to eat it. Exactly, and they Wait. put the script on you. <laughs> yeah. You don't got to follow the same rules, and that's why I feel like this generation is getting away with murder. They are talking to the elders crazy, because if you really knew who Charles Barkley was, hey, John Morant couldn't talk to Charles like that. Mm-mm. But you know, he don't know, because he wasn't there. Okay, so here's another thing. I think generations before us start to get a little bit softer, right? So for an example... My grandmother was always strict with her kids. Yeah. Well, as soon as I was born, everything was soft and love and cuddles and sweet thing. My mom was like, "What? Where was this mother? What are we doing here?" When I was growing up, what, yeah. what type of woman are you? You become a new woman. See. And I don't know what it is about age yeah. and getting older that you just start to get softer, you know, and you loosen up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe because you know life is really short. Mm-hmm. You know, you start to see some things differently. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I read an article the other day that said, as siblings, you have to realize that y'all didn't all have the same parent. Mm. That was deep, right? Because as siblings, you think, hey, we was all raised by the same mom, the same dad, or maybe maybe the same mom and dad. No, you wasn't. Oldest got a whole different set of parents than the youngest, mm-hmm. than the middle. Mm-hmm. Apparent, like my parents was tired by the time <laughs> the baby came. So then the you baby gets to do whatever. Whatever she wants to this day. I feel like Deontay Wilder. <laughs> to this day. <laughs> yo, she, she do whatever she wants. I'm sitting there like, you got to be kidding me. I wouldn't have got away with that. Mm-hmm. We don't all get the same parents, right? Like, that's a thing to where we all were raised by the same parents, but not the same parents. Mm-hmm. Which is why, typically, the oldest, that's the one. That's Hemothy. Herothy. Mm. No? Yeah. It's true. All right. Nah, maybe not that one because they're going to kill me for that. Yeah. But <laughs> that's something to consider. Mm. This generation is a little bit different. Is it because of the kids or is it because of the parents? That's something we got to think about and talk about at some point. I think it's how they're raised. So that means it's the parents. Mm-hmm. All right. Who's next? Next reason I'm mad is because people try to fool you. They do. And I saw something that said, some people act like you're hard to deal with because you're not easy to fool. Mm. Ooh. That's deep. I felt that. That's. Mm. I felt that. There's a lot of times in my life, Katie, when I wish I would have known that quote because you got somebody who is treating you as if you are difficult to deal with. You are too much. When in reality, when you look back on it, all it really was, they couldn't manipulate you. They couldn't fool with you. They couldn't play with you the way they played with a lot of other people. You had a difference of opinion. You spoke up for yourself. 
You didn't go along to get along. And all of a sudden, now you become difficult. Now, we all know the difficult person. Mm-hmm. That's actually difficult. Mm-hmm. No matter what you do. But some people will label you as difficult when they simply just can't bullshit you. I'm mad at that because I didn't realize in those moments that, oh, maybe I am difficult. No, I wasn't that. Mm-mm. You just can't play with me like that. Exactly. There's a difference. Someone needs to know that so that you don't allow the person to continue to manipulate you by making you feel like it's you. And in all actuality, it's them. Mm-hmm. You felt that? Oh, yeah. All right, say that. Who's next? I'm mad at something that I don't want to be mad at anymore. I know. What do you mean? Explain. Explain. Let's talk about it. Mm. I don't think I want to be mad at racism anymore. I'm over it. Okay, well, why? Let's talk about if this can be a thing. You know how, like, sometimes you're in a relationship with somebody you love, but there's something about them that they do something that you don't necessarily agree with, but you know you can't change it. Mm-hmm. At some point, you either have to say, I'm leaving them because of this or I'm going to accept it mm-hmm. because I don't have any other choice. Right. That's how I feel about racism. When Elon Musk took over Twitter and said everybody gets free speech and the N-word went from 20% to 100% or whatever the change was, right, you started to see N-word, 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 right? You see that. And, of course, like anything else when you're black, when something like that happens, they're like, oh, it's not even news. Who even cares? This wasn't even something that was truly discussed across most platforms. Most people don't even know this happened. But there was like a point in time, and still to this moment, if you Google or if you search the N-word on Twitter, you will see some things that you really don't want to see. Mm-hmm. Then I was on black Twitter like I normally am, and I looked at some of the comments. And most of the stories had a tweet here or a tweet there that was like, here they go again. You can put them anywhere, and they're violent. And they're like, you know, like like that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I realized, like, you know what? This is stupid. Why do I care? Why am I mad about this? At some point in that relationship, you have to say to yourself, if I'm going to continue to be with this person, I have to accept that they're this way. That's kind of how I feel about the world right now. I can't change it. I can't change the violence. I can't change the ignorance. I can't change the hate. I can't change any of the mentalities that these people have. I certainly can't change racism. So as much as I spent the last couple of years of my life standing at the forefront and getting in front of this mic and trying to fight, hey, man, if you want to be racist, go ahead and do it. I'm over it, Katie. I don't want to be mad at racism anymore, ever again. I don't ever want to see a racist comment, video, person, or anything, and be mad anymore. Am I wrong for that? How do you feel? Take it away. I'm not going to say that you're wrong for that feeling, but I'm just going to say imagine if everyone had that same feeling as you, right? Imagine if everyone decided, hey, I'm not going to be mad at this, blah, 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 whatever, right? And I'm not going to keep arguing this down or fighting, right? Mm. If that happened, there would have never been a civil rights movement. That's true. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I there think about... There would have never been at least the somewhat progress that we've made if someone didn't fight and then bring a, you know, a mass majority of people to fight with them. The thing is that, or how I think you're seeing it, 
is your one person that's like, uh, right? Mm-hmm. But there's strength in numbers. So if you keep speaking your truths and how you feel, and someone's like, hey, I feel the same way of him, and another one's like, hey, and hey, and hey, 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 we can all fight this same battle, just like how you did that video, right, where you were like, us as black people had to stick together, right? Mm-hmm. You didn't think that was going to do numbers, but you were fighting how you felt. Yeah. Millions was mm-hmm. like, I agree with that message, and that fucking message spread. It went crazy. So imagine that power, even though it's annoying and you're tired of seeing it. I'm tired of seeing it, too, because I'm like, okay, there is going to be a point where, you know, if you're going to be racist, you're going to be racist, right? And that's who you are. But I can shut it out where you're going to be racist at home versus being racist in public. Because you're not going to talk to me in public however you think you can just because you think you can get away with it. But if we fight that fight... You can go back to being a closeted racist where you know it's not okay to say this publicly. I think too many people who are racist now think it's okay to say it publicly because of that uh, mentality of, you know what, whatever. You know, or, you know, we can't, you know, I'm just tired of this. But if we keep fighting for this, those who feel that way are going to realize, okay, wait, 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 wait. This is really going to affect me if I say something publicly. Yeah. So if I'm going to be racist, I'm going to be racist behind closed doors. Okay. So that was well said, first of all. Um, and I didn't want to cut you off because you was cooking. But I don't mean, like, I'm a stop fighting. Okay. Never that. Mm. Never that, right? Because I actually think about, at times, what Martin Luther King must have felt every day when he had to go out there and keep fighting. I imagine he was scared every day, every single day, right? Like, what's going to come up this? Who's, at, who's in the crowd as I go up here and, sp- and speak? Who's in this crowd as I go over here and talk to this group of people? Who's in this circle? You know? Like, I'm never worried about the fight. But the way it affects me, mm. I'm done with that. I'm not mad at it anymore. Okay. Like, I'm going to continue to fight for it. Mm-hmm. But at some point, I just feel like I realize what's really going on. And i rather help from here. Not in the front lines. Here's what I mean. Kyrie Irving, Dave Chappelle. We've... Not necessarily dove into it. For me personally, it's because I'm trying to educate myself. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I feel like we live in this world where everybody is so quick to speak. Everybody just wants to have an opinion. Before a lot of them even do the research, read something, listen to both sides, like diligently, actually listen, not just read this, read that. Okay, now I'm ready to talk. Man, this era is full of people that are so quick to just talk. They don't stop to think about what does this actually mean, that I'm, what I'm saying, mm-hmm. what I'm giving to the people. And I don't want to be that person. So there are times when I'm like, that's not really my battle. That's not my fight. I don't know. So before I jumped into that, first of all, I didn't want to be a hypocrite because there are a lot of times when I hear people speak about the black community, and they're not black. Mm-hmm. And my first thought is, what are you doing? What are you doing? You think you're helping. But you're not. Exactly. Because you haven't experienced that you're not black. How could you possibly know? So what do I look like saying, hey, the Jewish community shouldn't be offended? I'm not Jewish. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd be a hypocrite if I did that. At the same time, I'm not jumping on Kyrie or anyone else that's saying something Because I'm trying to do a little bit more research on what they're saying. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to be the guy that tells the Jewish community to not be offended. Not going to be the guy that tells Kyrie to shut up. 
I'm trying to educate myself. But while I'm doing that, I will say this. When I see that Kyrie says whatever it is he says, and he gets a list of things to apologize for, I don't feel like that energy is kept whenever there's an African-American that's offended by someone in another community that says something. I don't feel like they get a checklist Mm -hmm. of things that they have to do in order to fix this now. You just get to say sorry and it's over. Mm -hmm. We move on. Mm -hmm. Well, he said sorry. Not maybe in the way they wanted him to, but he did. He said, I can't be anti-Semitic because, well, I'm black. And if you do a little bit of research, you'll understand why he said that. But if you don't, you'll just say that wasn't a sorry and now he has to do these things. But then why doesn't everybody have to do those things? Mm-hmm. And that's my only position of, well, is that fair? Keep that same energy. That's all I'm saying. Because mm-hmm. I've been in situations where something happened where both sides, both parties were offended. Right? And then you say something because of the fact that you felt like your culture was challenged and offended. And then all of a sudden, you have to apologize for what you said when in reality, what you said was a reaction to something that happened that was clearly an insult to your culture. Mm -hmm. There will never be an apology from that side of it, but I have to apologize. And it kind of seems as if the person of color in that situation always has to apologize. And not only apologize, there's a checklist of things you have to do behind it. Mm -hmm. And then you talk about Buck breaking. Have you ever heard what that is? No. So during times of slavery, they would take the strongest and the most aggressive slave, and they would basically break them down in front of all the other slaves. Mm. Beat them up, do whatever they had to do in order to show the other slaves, if he can't play with us like this, what would make you think you can? So that they get it. And that's a whole thing. And... When you watch Colin, Kaep- Colin Kaepernick's doc on Netflix, it kind of shows you that a little bit in ways I won't really get into. But you can kind of look at it as, okay, Kyrie, you got some money. You got a nice little handle on you. You're in a position. You got a nice little platform. And you're saying too much. Now we need you to do all these things so that you can show everyone else. Don't try it. We're going to make an example out of you. We're going to make an example out of you. And then you get Chappelle, who comes up and tries to speak about this in ways that me personally, I accept that I don't know because never been in Hollywood at that level. Mm-hmm. We know Chappelle ran away from something. 50 million? Yeah. We'll make you run away from 50 million and go, hey, I actually don't want to talk to any of y'all for, for, for seven years or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Something happened. I don't know what, but something happened. Then he got up there and did what he did, and then all of a sudden... There's a lot of people saying that they're offended again, and I'm just trying to understand why, because I still don't know. Mm-hmm. So a lot of Jewish people saying they are offended. I saw a lot of Jewish people saying they're not. So I'm just doing my research before I come out and say something that I am just not exactly educated in the area of how I'm addressing it or expressing it. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, what I do know is it certainly doesn't appear to be fair, and life's not fair, so who gives a shit, Right. But it doesn't appear to be same energy when it comes to 
one of us speaking about another culture as it is when another culture is speaking about one of us. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all I got. Um, outside of everything else, I genuinely do stand with everybody and don't understand why anybody is mad about what somebody else's life is, is really made of if it don't affect you. Mm-hmm. But that's how I see it. Did I miss anything? Is there anything you want to add? Mm-mm. You said that perfectly. 100%. All right. So when I have more information on this situation, I'll speak more to it. But let's just keep the same energy and let's be just as willing to listen as we are to speak. And if you are offended, we'll talk about it. But be specific with what you are offended by. Mm-hmm. It don't count for nothing to just say, hey, I'm offended. Whoa. Well, what are you offended by? So that others can learn. Exactly. And understand. We're willing to learn and understand it, but you have to have a reason you're offended. Just stop just yelling you offended. Why? Be just as willing to teach as you are to preach. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. All right. Who's next? Last reason I'm mad. I'm not really mad. But I do want to address this because it happens so often. A lot of times I get this uh, I like that mo expression from people who mean it as a compliment. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to address it. Because sometime in life you hear something so often that unless you're just a complete arrogant narcissist, you ask yourself, is there something here for me to learn from it? Maybe there is, maybe there's not, right? I always hear this. I like that mo. I want that mo. And what people mean by that is they like the mo that they get from in the moment as opposed to, I guess, the mo that they get from the big show or Jaden Mo. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at it. Never have been. I've heard it for four years, right? Like, all the time. Man, I listen to your podcast. That's the mo. I like that mo. That mo. Bring that mo to that. And this mo to that. And that. After a while, I was just like, I kind of tired of this. Here's why. I kind of feel like it should be obvious, Katie. I do. Like, in terms of the mo that I am, I'm always the same mo. Always. But I'm like anybody else. If you put me in this room where I'm extra comfortable, because, like, let's say that's my entire family, it's going to be a different person. Mm-hmm. If you put me in this room... Where I don't know anyone, gonna be a different person. Yep. Isn't that like literally everybody on the planet? Mm-hmm. So when I think of in terms of the big show, I have thought long and long about this on how can I explain to people why you should not expect to hear the same mo. I didn't know how to put it really simply. Cause to me, it should have been simple to begin with. I found it. All right, so look at it like this. In terms of the big show, right? When I think of the percentage of what the content is, you think of marriage. Mm-hmm. I've never been married. You think of kids. I don't have kids. You think of dogs. I don't have dogs. You think of just white culture in general. No disrespect, but I'm not a white. I don't know any of this. stuff. I didn't grow up with it. Same way you probably didn't grow up with black culture if you're white, right? So if you think of white culture, dogs, marriage, and kids, what percentage would you say that is of the big show? 80. I was thinking 85. Mm-hmm. So that's about right. Mm-hmm. 
That means 80 to 85% of the time, I am outside of my comfort zone. I don't have any of that Mm -hmm. to really speak to, but I do my best, Mm -hmm. and I have, right? But no one has ever stopped to go, man, that's an away game and a half for him. Like, how could he possibly be the same amount of comfortable in that environment that he would be on in the moment when literally everything we talk about is coming from some place of my mind in which obviously that's my 1,000% comfort zone? Why would you think that that would be the same person? Not that it would be the same person, but that at some point you would want to change that environment. What do you mean? Bring the comfort to that environment. If that environment naturally isn't your comfort place, well, what can you do to change that and make it your comfort place? I can't. See, but Mm -hmm. that's just the thing in my mind is sometimes you have to be outside your comfort zone. Mm Mm-hmm. You have to be. Most people are not even willing to voluntarily step out of their comfort zone for a day or two. I live outside of my comfort zone. I have for the last four and some years. I Like, I live there. And it's not them. Like, people take it as, like, it's the environment, it's the people. It's none of that. It's the content. I, I just don't relate to the con- I just gave you 80% of the content. I, I, I'm not from that. I don't have any of that. You know what I mean? I express myself the best way I can within those parameters. But if we're being honest, that's not my wheelhouse. I don't have the most experience at any one of those things because I've never experienced it. Mm-hmm. And I've also discovered that radio is the only place in life where you being a listener will not benefit you. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> you go anywhere else in life, they're like, you're such a good listener. I want to talk to you. You come to radio, they're like, talk! <laughs> and it's like, oh, my bad for not cutting you off. <laughs> right. I, was, I was letting you finish your thought. Oops. <laughs> my bad. I, I thought I was just listening and observing. And, and you know what I mean? But you do that too long and people are like, ah! So it's like, it, it kind of hit me. Like, I'm, I'm, sh- I'm confused as to why people wouldn't realize that well, yeah, I'm I'm giving you the same me, but there are moments on a big show when it's like, oh, this is my wheelhouse right here. We mm-hmm. done found it. I do this. And then you see Mo, and then Mo's comfortable there. But 80% of the time, yeah, I'm just, I'm giving you all I got, but that ain't my wheelhouse. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why you wouldn't get that Mo or this Mo or whatever Mo that you feel like you should have. Because I don't even know what Mo I am anymore, Katie. You're Mo. Who is that? <laughs> See my point? It's stupid. All right. All right, shout outs. You might feel a little hopeless and broken, but don't you quit. Because I swear to God, you probably even closer than you think. Shout out to Savannah on Instagram. I thought this was funny, and I told her that I was going to say it on my podcast because she made me laugh. She said, what do you have against shorts and hoodies? Remember, we were talking about... The things that white people do that black people always talk about, but we don't ever really tell them yeah. on a big show. So we talked about how they sometimes wear shorts and hoodies. It'd be 20 degrees outside and you're wearing shorts and hoodies. I'm like, so confused. Your legs don't just get cold. Are you not freezing? Yeah, what's going on, right? Uh, what were some of the other things, Katie, for those, the listeners who may not have heard the big show where we discussed the things that white people do that black people never get to tell them? Pool days used to be used as also shower days. If you got in the pool, you didn't have to take a shower because that was the water. Yep. Forget about washing the chlorine off your body. Don't um, <laughs> don't close the blinds. 
Yeah, don't close the blinds. Don't wash your legs. Mm-mm. Don't use washcloths. Always making a casserole out of everything. Kiss the dogs in the mouth. <laughs> you can die from that, people. Don't understand personal space. Yep. Uh, not the greatest at minding your business. Nope. Now, to our white listeners, we are not bashing you. This may feel like we are piling up on you, but this was a conversation amongst all of us where we were trying to figure out... Stereotypes. That are Bert they- and Kristen should have addressed. Are they accurate or not? Right. So... <laughs> one one of the things was um, shorts and hoodies. What's the deal? And Savannah wrote and said, what do you have against shorts and hoodies? It's the same thing as wearing pants and a short sleeve shirt. Just opposite. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that shit was hilarious because she's right. Okay, but here's the thing. What? In the winter, yeah. I'm not wearing pants and a short sleeve shirt. I got a jacket on to cover my arms, too. That's a fact. Okay. You're right, though, right? Yeah, I guess. It's I the guess. season. It's because it's of the, the season. season. All right. That's what it is. <laughs> it's, not, it's the season. It's not exactly the shorts and the hoodie and the short sleeve and the jeans. Nah. All right, Savannah. So it's a good try because I respected it, but Katie don't. Nah, it's the season that you're doing that in. All right. <laughs> So we clear? Yeah. But that was hilarious. Shout out to Savannah. Who's next? Yo, shout out to Proposal and Cheat Clap. Mm -hmm. Cheat Clap. Cheat Clap? Yeah, he was clapping them cheeks, Katie. You ain't see it. No. What you mean? What are you talking about? I'm talking about my man (laughs) on Twitter that went viral and he proposed to his lady. And then seconds after, he got on the floor, and he started twerking. He started shaking cheeks. What? You didn't why? See it. No. Why would he? What? What do you mean, why? I don't know why. What was the reason? I need I, to see this. What, what was the reason? You didn't see it? He proposed and then started twerking? That was his happy dance? Yes. He proposed. Okay. And he was letting them cheeks go. Well, if that's, that's how he shows his, his excitement. Um, oh man, hold on. Let me see if I can find it. I oh, guess. I hope I can find it. There it is. Katie, explain to me what you were watching as you watch Proposal and Twerk. All right, so this man is on bending knee, right? And he looks so excited. And he was about to put the ring on her hand, but he didn't. Now he started twerking. What? What is Whoa. going on? Hey, oh, whoa. Hey. But he's twerking with his knees. Yeah, not, oh, that man clapped the shoes. His Katie. knees are moving. He's going back home. Whoa, whoa. Okay. What? Look, he dizzy. In jeans, mind he's you. He's dizzy. In After. jeans. He couldn't yeah. spread them right. And yeah. then he put the ring on her hand. She after, had to wait. And he's still he's still wait. doing a little dance. Oh, my God. He's still going. Oh. Is it? Whose proposal is it? Oh, wait. she's with it, though. And she's like, okay, that's, that's my baby. I'm going to stick beside him. Uh, Katie, what what is that? A, what are we doing? Because I don't have an opinion here. This is all you. You got to tell how you feel about I, women. I'm sorry. You can't, you can't just um, halfway through the proposal, you show me the ring. Yeah. And I'm excited. You're about to put the ring on my hand. And you say, wait, wait, wait. Twerk session. Like, who? What? Before I put this ring on your finger. I'm going to throw that ass back. <laughs> hey, throw that ass back. All right, all right. Where were we? Where were we? Oh, yeah, no. take this ring. No. That's, that's not it. No. What is he doing? Stand up. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was the proposal in cheek clap. That's and, then, not what it and then he's not even great at twerking. Like he was, he, he looked like a fish out of water. Oh, that you, wasn't even twerking. You wanted him to be Meg? Like if you <laughs> okay. go, if you gonna do all that, yeah. be great at what you do. Yeah. But no. <laughs> now we gotta go home 
Put yeah. some icy hot on your knees. Yeah. Knowing full well you got some scabs and stuff on that. Uh-huh. All because you wanted to have a middle twerk session Ooh. in the middle of a proposal. Okay. Like what? Okay. Who are you? I don't know. That's not my I man. I would feel some type of way. Yeah, you should. I, I would feel some type of way. All right. We'll say less. That's uh, that's not it, fellas. That's disturbing. Find another way. I'm disturbed. Ooh. Who's next? All right, let's get down to business. So, Kelly Rowland was speaking to Rosenberg mm-hmm. in an interview. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw it. I saw, like, a few clips of it. All right. I thought this was interesting because, whew, she kind of served him. Ain't no kind of. No, she served him. Mm. And I was happy. I was proud of it because... I think his way of thinking is what's wrong with so many people. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know what? I'm thankful for my brain. A lot of times I'm, uh, I get on this podcast and I don't really use it to its full capacity because I'm afraid of what people are going to say about the things that I think. But fuck that. Today, I'm going to be thankful. And I'm going to say it. Now, a part of what's wrong with society, in my humble opinion, is the fact that you see people in the stands yelling really, really nasty things at people on the court. Mm. But they paid all that money to watch the people on the court. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that is Rosenberg literally said to her face in his own way, and you, matter of fact, you take what you want to take from it from the clip, and I'll tell you what I took. Angie gave you flowers Mm. for your ability to play second to Beyonce. Mm-hmm. which for so many, everyone who gets, I can only speak for me, mm-hmm. everyone who g- gets in the entertainment business mm-hmm. gets into it to be the man, right? Mm-hmm. Just me working with Ebro takes hates my it. own he ego. Hates it. hates it. Yeah, hates it. It's my own, mm-hmm. my ego has to be in check. Even mm-hmm. though when he's not here, I'm like, you know what? I kind of prefer Ebro come back. But <laughs> it takes, it, it does take an ego check. Mm-hmm. And you happen to be standing next to the brightest light on planet Earth. Like you think Big Boy from Outcast has it tough being next to Andre. You were with Beyonce, and not only did you not, like, fight it, it seems like you really loved the position that you were in and took it seriously. And Here's, here's the thing. Light attracts light. I am light. Mm. So I am a beautiful brown shining light. So I don't think anybody's light dims anyone else's. Mm. I think that when other people start to compare you, I think that that's when it shows how dim they are of themselves. Mm. So I don't take somebody else trying to dim my light anymore for anybody else. I love B. I know that she's a light, but I know that I'm a light too. Yeah. But it's also created such an interesting role for you where like you could have rested on your laurels and just been like, hey, I'm a part of this iconic group. Mm-hmm. My best friend's the biggest star in the world. We kick ass. We're awesome. Yes, but and you- her and her best friend slash sister is one of the big stars in the world too. <laughs> yes. So it's like people only see things one-sided. You know what I mean? So I don't like when they just put one person in one place. Like, we both shine together. Mm-hmm. I'm shining with Marseille. We're shining together. Right. It's always been like patriarchy to me. Or even now, like everybody's actually taking the hit of and be- start to believe this thing where, well, only one woman can do this and they shine the biggest. Right. My sister has knocked down doors and made positions for so many women uh, that look like her, that are deeper shades than her or mm-hmm. brighter or whatever, but specifically for black women and put black women in other places that, you know... It, 
we're grateful for. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But also somebody else did that for her. And another mm -hmm. group has done that for us. And you're doing us. that for other And people. I do it for other brown girls. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. just it's just a cycle and a space for all of us to open up doors for each other instead of compare. Don't be so limited. All right. So to me, Rosenberg was pretty much asking her, how have you handled being in the spotlight of Beyonce? Mm -hmm. And she said to him, in her own way, that's how you think. That's not how I think, right? Like, that's my sister. She's a queen. She's B. Y'all have accepted her as that. And yes, she's the biggest superstar in the world. Does that mean that I'm supposed to walk around and feel like Robin? No, because I'm a queen too, in my own right. Pop it. And she know that her sister is a queen. Mm -hmm. And this is what we got. And if you allow the outside world to somehow penetrate your mind, it will fuck you up and what you have with the person that you are actually on the court with. Does that make sense? Yeah. I hate that because we see that so often. And she said that to him, and he wasn't even, I guess, witty enough or quick enough to really pick up what she was putting down and then tried to ask the question in a different way to get a different answer when she already answered it. And to be completely honest, I was having a conversation with a business manager one day, and I think I made a joke about Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan. She said something to, to the extent of, well, you're number two. To say, because I was on someone else's show, well, I was Scottie Pippen. And this is something that I want to address because when we get into the Virgo talk that we are going into later, I think a lot of people will actually be surprised at the fact that they probably believe that any Virgo that they know is very blunt. Not realizing that the bluntness that you experience from a Virgo typically is actually filtered. Because in that moment, I was insulted. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like the fact that you would even say that to me. Number two to who? Because that's your mind. That ain't mine. That's why none of the groups ever really make it in life. That's why all of the athletes that got a one-two situation going on end up breaking up. The Shaqs, the Kobe's. We've spoke about this on In a Moment in the Past. And when I heard it, everything in my pride, my ego, my spirit wanted to be like, oh, I'm number two, watch this. It's about to usher this bitch. But why? It would have probably put me in a situation where I wasn't ready to be in because I was trying to prove something to somebody who wasn't even in the position that I was in. You see how quick that can happen? Mm -hmm. Like, you don't think whoever the society felt like was number two in a situation has had to deal with that. I would imagine the, whether you thought it was Kobe or Shaq or you thought it was Justin Timberlake or whoever, right? The situation goes on and on and on. It would be easy for Kelly to go, let me separate myself from Beyonce like the others did in Destiny's Child because y'all have said that she's the queen, so that must mean that the rest of us are nothing. Kelly looking at him going, don't try that shit with me. Mm -hmm. You got the right one today. Right. I'm Kelly. You know what I mean? And I respected that because, well, who are you to even think that I, I am number two? What number are you? Like, we all find ourselves in a position where you kind of have to play your position as a team. Because ultimately, sometimes it's about the team. It's not about you. It's about the team. And then when the team can develop into what we need the team to be, I'll get my moment to go out here and show you who's really number two and who's really number one. Mm -hmm. This is not a competition right now because we're on the same team. 
There is no one. There is no two because we're all in this together. So technically, it's one, 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 one. But society and people and audiences and haters and so on and so forth will make you feel like it's one, two, three, four. And then now as a three and a four, you feeling like I got to do something to be the one. And then you disrupt what's really happening between the one and the two and the three and the four. And now you ain't a team no more. Mm -hmm. All because somebody who's not even on the team or who's never even been in your position has a opinion about who you really are, whether you one, two, three or four. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it's the most ridiculous thing. But if you allow that to get to you, then you start to make decisions that will impact you and affect you. And your pride and your ego will have you going from being two to number 145 because somebody who didn't even have a number tried to label you. And that's bullshit. And you shouldn't listen. And I feel like that's what Kelly was giving him in this moment that he just wasn't wise enough to accept. Yeah, and I feel like it's um, partially being secure in who you are. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When I look at my job and who I am, it's easy for someone to say, oh, you're low on the totem pole, right? Because of what I do, I don't see it that way. I see it that I'm running my own race, right? And, you know, where I am right now, I'm not in competition with anyone. I'm in competition with myself. It's me that I'm in competition with. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't see it as like, oh, I'm here on this place or I'm at this level or, you know, like none of that. It's me going towards achieving my own goals. And I feel like with Destiny's Child, that was the team, right? Destiny's Child, and then when they broke off and did solo careers, I feel like they all found their own zone. So you know the background behind the song Survivor? Mm. So basically at that time when they wrote that song, it was because they were trying to get them to do a reality show where they were trying to pit all three of them against one of another. Really? Yeah. At that time, they were trying to pit Michelle against Kelly and Beyonce, all three of them. And they were trying to get a reality show. Mm -hmm. And it was going to be like a Survivor type of thing. Mm. And they was like, we're not doing that. And then that's when they wrote the song Survivor and did it together. And it's like, we are a unit together. We're not going to stop. We're not going to give up. Like, if you go back and listen to that song, Mm -hmm. it was you can't break us down because we are that team and that unit. And then even when they did their own solo things, if you look at it, Michelle found her lane. Yeah. Gospel. Yep. Kelly found her lane. You know what I'm saying? And Beyonce found her lane. And it shouldn't matter about, you know, success, but everyone found their own lane and it didn't matter. Like they weren't in competition. It's like we doing our own things and we're successful. Yep. And we love each other. So why does it matter, you know, how the outside world views it? Because obviously Beyonce don't make Kelly feel like that. Mm -mm. But society is telling you that, oh, Beyonce is her. So you are irrelevant. Mm -hmm. Society's saying that bullshit. What is society at the end of the day? Haters that ain't there. That's not a part of it, right? Like, say what you want about Kelly being number two. What number are you? Mm-hmm. And we're like, are you doing better than Kelly? Chances are, yeah. no, no, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And Kelly could easily let that get to her head. And I say that to say, that's the mentality that has forced situations like Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen not speaking today which to me is the most ridiculous thing ever, right? Like, y'all are one of the best tag team tandems ever in the NBA in sports, period. Millionaires, legacy, legends. And Mike got his son going around here popping Scottie Pippen ex-wife just to prove a point. And that's, that's how I know that it was a lack of security in who you are and how you feel about yourself and doubtfulness and ego. Yeah. Now, when you get rid of that and you're like, I'm me, you, you, we cool. 
that that shit doesn't happen. Doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. We both lit. And the only person who's going to have some negative to say is somebody who ain't even been to this level. Mm-hmm. And if that's an opinion that you are going to throw your career away for over ego and pride and comments, hey, well, I don't know what will become of your destiny, mm-hmm. child. All right. Because it's... Yeah, I know. All right. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> who's next? I lose Scrappy. Or is it young Scrappy? Or is he just Scrappy now? It's, it's is he Scrap? It's is a little he, scrappy or scrappy, scrappy. I don't know. Uh, scrappy, scrappy. Oh, all right. Did you see the video of him and his mom? Yeah. Mama D going mm-hmm. at it? Poof. It was heavy. Mm-hmm. If you haven't heard the clip, here it go. Okay. I just want to okay. say this. I just okay. want to say this. You and my mama, this is my wife. Mm-hmm. I don't have nobody if y'all ain't with me. I don't have nobody. I'm okay. with you. Like, all that talking cuz. I need y'all to show me cuz, for real. Okay. You gotta stop because you don't have nobody. That that should make you support this even more. Because you know I want somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't even like I'm in love with this, all this. You know what I'm saying? And no one's arguing that. You know why I'm like I am with her? Because of what you saw me go through. I already know. No. I saw your lifestyle. I grew up in a whorehouse. I grew yep. up in a trap house. Yep. So all I knew was that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I love you because you held it down and like you did what you had to do. But imagine you 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 never a had child to, point of view. You How never you had to sleep it. with your mama 24-7 because you couldn't go in your room. Okay. You never had to walk in on my and dope. Yeah. You never had to walk in on my just just you know what I'm saying? The way I was raised, I had to deal with that because everything that happened, I had to deal with that. And I'm still dealing with it because ain't nobody come take me to give me no help. Ain't nobody got me no help. I got, I learned about that when I got older. Okay, Okay. so do you- No, this real, cuz like this is what I, this in my head, in my head, my whole life, in my head, the I go through, Mm. I don't, I can't even go to her, she hard. I can't go to you, you hard. So I'm on the concrete, my My granddaddy ain't that hard. Wow. But guess what? And I ain't taking nothing from you because you put me there. You put money in, in, in my You You gave me to help my rap career and all that Ain't nobody do that but you. So I love my mama. It's okay, though. And I love my wife. Yeah. But I love you. You feel me? But this is my baby. I just can't change his diaper. So, Katie, this, this touched me, yo, because there are a lot of people who are in the world right now. And maybe they didn't have bad parents. Maybe they didn't have toxic or abusive parents. All of us have had parents who weren't perfect. Mm -hmm. And they failed us in certain areas. Mm -hmm. And if you're a parent, you're going to fail your child in certain areas. We're human. That's just the way it goes. Some of us have had parents who have failed a lot more than other parents. But either way, there may be certain things at some point in your life growing up where you become an adult and you are trying to fix or heal certain things within yourself that you may not necessarily need your parents' assistance on, but it certainly would be helpful. Mm -hmm. And you go to them to say, Mom, Dad, here's where you failed me. Here's where I need a little bit of help in order to get to the next level when they look at you as if you are out your mind because they're perfect. 
how could they ever have been wrong? Mm. That's some difficult shit to deal with, Katie. You know, mm-hmm. and hopefully, if you go through that at some point in your life, your parents will get a little bit older, mature a little bit, and not fight you on that. Because they might not even realize where they were wrong. Mm-mm. They ain't do it intentionally or purposely, but if I'm telling you, this is my feelings. And this is not only for people who want to say this to their parents. You may want to say this to your significant other. You may want to say this to your child. You may want to say this to your best friend, whomever. But there are a lot of situations in life when you want to tell someone, you hurt me. For whatever reason, you hurt me. And I had to heal. And there are so many people who will see that as a moment to defend themselves. Mm-hmm. That ain't that fucking moment, yo. Right? Like, who are you? you. It's not about you. If you love somebody, genuinely love somebody, and they come to you and say, hey, you hurt me right here. That ain't your moment to say, no, I didn't, and here's why. That ain't your moment for that, especially if that's your child, your parent, your best friend. Just be a little more open to listen and willing to hear them out and see where they're coming from. Even if you disagree, sometimes it's better to just shut the fuck up and listen to where you might have done something that affected them to where you don't even realize it, and they just need you to listen to heal. Mm-hmm. They don't even need you to go back in time and fix it. They just need you to listen. And to me, in my opinion, that should never be difficult to do if you love the person that's trying to tell you that. That's true. How you feel? I wholeheartedly agree. Especially like with Mama D. Like, I think it's a a parent who's just in denial. Because I feel like the parent you are is based off the parent that you had. So whatever parent mm-hmm. you had growing up, right? Mm-hmm. You try to be better. And so you may try to overcompensate in a certain area, but you're lacking in another area that you may not realize. And so when your child tells you and comes to tell you that, hey, you hurt me in this position, you're like, no, I try to be a better parent. Like I tried not to do this and you don't want to accept that wherever you tried not to hurt, you hurt in a different area that you were lacking in. And you don't want to realize that because you're not seeing the full picture. Right. So at what point do you say, take accountability and be like, okay, well maybe this isn't what I think. And you know, maybe I need to stop being in denial about this and realize that I'm not perfect. I really do feel like the older I get, the more you should feel to yourself like, I don't want to leave anybody here with something that they need an answer for. Mm-hmm. that I could have gave them, but my selfish ass done left without giving it to them. Mm-hmm. Like, who wants to be that person? Right? So if you're dealing with somebody, especially a child, you, whomever you may be, can be the most amazing person on the planet Earth. You are still not who you believe yourself to be to everybody in your life, to them. Mm-hmm. You're just not. In your mind, you was right in every situation because we all are the main character in our own movie. Yep. But if someone who is that attached to you, that connected to you, your child, your best friend, your parents, whatever it may be, comes to you and say, hey, here's a place where I feel like you can genuinely help me heal because you hurt me. In my opinion, that is your moment to shut the fuck up and listen, mm-hmm. even if you think you weren't wrong. Yep. Who's next? I tweeted a week. Tony Tone on Twitter said... I really wish some of you were happier so you would just leave the rest of us alone. What? That's it, Katie. That's all she said. She said, I wish some of you were happier so you would just leave the rest of us alone. 
What is that supposed to mean? That means that the people who are hating and running around being miserable are hating and miserable people. And mm-hmm. she wishes, as a happy person, that the rest of the miserable people would, you know, just be happy. So that they wouldn't have to come around and rain on your happy parade. Okay. If the haters were happier, they wouldn't hate. That's true. Because, to quote the great fabulous, hating hoes ain't happy, <laughs> and happy hoes ain't hating. <laughs> All right. That's what he said. Yeah, okay. I'm telling you what he said. Oh, F-A-B-O-L-O-U-S. Yo, U-S. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Who's next? All right, that's time for who you with. Carisha or Diddy? Why we got to pick? Well, I'm about to tell you why. Because can you want your side piece to be great? That's what this all boils down to, wait, Katie. Wait, wait, wait. What? Wait, wait. What? what do you mean want your side piece to be great? Can you want your side piece to be great? If you got a side piece, can you actually, in real time, want them to be great? Because some people will say, of course you can. That's my side piece and I wish them the best. Other people will say, well, if you wish them the best, you will let them go because you are making them a side piece. Mm-hmm. Well, which piece of the side are you on? That's a hard question. <laughs> and that's why we're here. It de- it, I think that depends on how much you respect your side piece. Wow. Okay. Well, whatever side you take of this take, I'm going to take the other side. Okay. So that we can debate it. Okay. Okay. All right? Because I am in front of a rock and a hard place. As always, shout out to Tisha. Nobody's ever on my side. You are Raymond, and I am Chris. All right. <laughs> what? You not? Everybody hates us? Yeah. Shit? No, everybody hates me. Everybody loves, loves Raymond. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, now you with me. All right. All right, so whatever side you want to take, I'm going to take the other one just so All we right. can debate it because if we don't debate topics, then they say, oh, my God, KDMO think too much alike. They don't debate anything. If we do debate topics, they say, oh, my God, Mo is too aggressive with her. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what do you want me to do? What, what do you want me to do? Yo? Katie, blink twice yes. if you need help. Yes. We need to save Katie. Mo, what do you want me to do? Yo? I can't win. I can't stand them sometimes. I cannot win. All right. So whatever take you take, I'll take the other. All right. All right. So Diddy. Oh, quick side note mm-hmm. about P. Diddy. I'm not supposed to tell this story, but I'm going to tell this in the moment. Can't tell you who I got this information from. Oh. But I thought the shit was hilarious, right? It is exclusive, right? It's hilarious, right? So somebody I know mm-hmm. is at a like, little party. Diddy is there. They backstage. And so this guy kind of walks over or whatever, tells the person I know, hey, I'll move over. And like, you know, gives them, like, disrespectfully, though. Like, yo, scoot over, big dog. Like, watch out. So they kind of looking at him like, all right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I ain't really going to move, but hmm. yeah, exactly. Like that. Like, so who are you? So did he come, come over to the back? The dude who said, move over, walks over to Diddy. He got a cup in his hand. It's a real nice cup. But the dude thought, like, that that was his cup. Did he go, snap twice, Katie? Did he ain't say a word? It's a true story. This ain't no bullshit you done heard. In a little magazine or something. It's a true story. Diddy snapped twice. Dude walked over with the cup. Tilted it in Diddy's mouth. He was sippy, man. <laughs> Where's my juice? <laughs> Wait. 
Why? Why Zippy Man got so much confidence? Wait. Yo, he, yo, he walk around with the cop, big dog. Wait. Uh. <laughs> no. Hey. No. That's what did he do? Uh. You don't get your three-year-old having ass. <laughs> My cup better never be empty. <laughs> you hear me? Wait. Oh, oh, oh that's enough. That's <laughs> enough. That's right. enough. Right. Stop. 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 <laughs> He'll choke Diddy. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just, Ain't no way. That sick man was in there. <laughs> so, yeah, ask me. He said, oh, you think Diddy paid this dude to, like, carry around his cup? Like, everywhere he go? Like, he put him on a jet? He put him everywhere he go just to carry the cup? And I don't know. Man, I never had that kind of money. I don't know. But he said he was mad aggressive. He was talking to people who the green room move over. <laughs> so people was looking at him like, hold up, you was the sip sip man? Talking crazy? Wait, no, no sippy cup. Wait, you sippy Maguire. You're not going to talk. Who are you talking to? Wait. Yo. <sighs> oh, show me the Capri Sun having it. <laughs> no, you move over. Before I knock your cup out your head <laughs> and you get fired. Who are you talking to? Who does uh-huh. that? Yo, no. Nah. <laughs> 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 All right. So <laughs> that's only for in the moment, listeners. Don't don't go telling that story everywhere. All right. That's just for you. Girl, let me tell you what I heard today. I know. <laughs> All right, we'll give you in trouble. <laughs> you know, then he'd be like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and here he go. Oh, my God, I need that kind of money. You just look at somebody and just give them a look, and you parched? <laughs> there they, they come, right? I got right. you. I got you. Oh, my God. Woo. Anyway, all right, so <laughs> if you don't know who Diddy is, now you do. Mm. You're working with that kind of money. Carisha, mm. one half of the city girls. Hey, ow. So it went viral that she got some roses, obviously. Sprinkled everywhere around her place, wherever she was, and they said it was about $10,000 worth of roses. I wouldn't know. Never bought $10,000 worth of roses. That's a waste of money. Well, that's how I feel, too. <laughs> but Carisha was hype. And then I saw two sides of this debate, Katie. Saw people saying, go ahead, girl. Go get them. Your man is sending you $10,000 worth of roses. It's lit. She posted it. Look at me. Ah, city girls. Then I saw people saying, dummy, you ain't the only one trying to be the only one. You are one of 20. He's a billionaire. What's $10,000 to him? That don't even matter to him. You are just somebody who he is literally paying for your time and affection and attention and love. Which side of this debate are you on? So I can take the other and let's debate it. You know what? Mm-hmm. I want you to be Carisha. Whoa, just let me ride. Carisha. All, right. <laughs> hey. All right. You want me to be like, you want me to explain why it's cool to be Carisha? Mm-hmm. And you going to explain why it's not cool to be Carisha? Yeah. All right, you go first or I go first? You go first. All right. I know you only picked this because you want to see me defend this side. And that's fine. I ain't stupid. All right, I got it. I know. 
Um, you know what? Hey, man, all of our loves are flawed, right? Like, whoever you choose to love, whoever you may be, they're going to have their flaws. And somebody else looking from the outside looking in may go, I would never love somebody who does that or who does that or who does that. And technically, we can all do that for each other's love. It's judgmental bullshit that don't really mean anything at the end of the day because whatever makes you happy is for you, period. So, yes, some of these women from the outside looking in will go, wow, look at you just settling for that, just being a billionaire's fourth or fifth woman. But some of those women saying that are the second or third woman for a man who got $43. How you better? Some of these women are with one guy that's not being loyal, has never been, will never be. You still married him, mm. or you haven't left, but you got all this shit to say about Carisha. She minding her damn business. She never said she wanted to be married. She never said she wanted to pick a fence with the kids and the dog. You don't know what her goals are, what her ambitions are, where she wanted to be. So if she landed with Diddy, with a billionaire, and she happens to be one of the ten or whatever that he frequents in rotation, and she's happy with that, well, fuck you. That's what she wants. She's getting thousands of dollars worth of roses. I've also heard behind the scenes that she's getting about $250,000 a month in, what they call it? Allowance. So... I thought it was gonna be ass support. Most of the women talking, most of the women talking shit about her. Well, you can't match her. And half of the women talking shit about her would do the same thing if they were in the situation that she's in. So fuck them all. Live your life, Carisha. City girls. Still down ten, but they were down forty. So it's comeback season. That is what I leave you, the jury. On debate of the week. So how are we debating? Because what was Diddy's side? What you mean? What were they saying? No, there's no Diddy side. Oh, okay. There's people on the side of, why is you bragging? Mm-hmm. Oh, so you're going to maybe debate both sides. All right, fine. No, 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 no. I'm asking, what is the side I'm supposed to be debating now? So, all I'm right, like, so I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to present it to the jury the same way I presented the first side. You ready? Mm-hmm. You got to tell me what side you on now. Now you're going to have to just be the judge. You ready? No, I was going to debate the other side. I just Now I got now confused when you said that. I, that that I mean, was really good. Because I came from so somewhere. So now I'm like, wait, right. I ain't got no debate. I, like, what I, you I used mean? to want to be a lawyer before <laughs> I was a comedian. So now you're giving me an opportunity to do what I wanted to do. So now if I'm coming from the other side, here's how I'm coming. Yo, like. That's what you hype about? Oh. First of all, you a city girl. So really? you popping. You got JT by your side, y'all running around making hits. Like, you not somebody that's out here starving for attention. Just need to be up under a man to really make it happen. Like, you getting millions on your own. You popping like that. Have some worth. You should be having a roster as opposed to being a part of a roster. Are you kidding me? Yeah, he's a billionaire. What's $10,000 of flowers to a billionaire? It's not like somebody got you $10,000 of flowers when they only had 30000 that's a whole different situation. That's the man you should be with because that's the man that really loves you, appreciates you. He's willing to give up a big percentage of what he has in order to be a part of your life. You're dealing with a man that that's light to him. You're, not, you're nothing. You're just a come and go. Here's $10,000 of flowers to keep you happy because I know that that'll keep you in this roster because I'm not, I can't afford to give you my time because you're not worth that. So what I will do is give you my money so that I can keep you around and still spread my time around a lot of different women. And at the end of the day, you just one of the many. 
You ain't Carisha from the city, girls. You just a girl from the city. And that's what you settled on. And that is not something to be proud of. And that's how I'll leave my debate for the jury. Carisha won. Tell me why. Because you can say, oh, why are you doing this, you little, like, bimbo? Why would you And you're not the only one and blah, 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 whatever? They're both of a high status, right? Mm-hmm. So if that's not what I'm looking for, which she's made that known. I'm not looking for anything serious. I'm going to take you for whatever you got. You going to give me whatever? All right, if I'm number one, cool, because I'm not looking for anything serious. So what you give me? It's just a bonus because I'm just having fun, too. I'm here for a good time, not a long time, either. I'm not trying to marry Diddy. It's Diddy. We know where his heart is, and it's in the grave. So why not having fun? Enjoy. Mm, that was deep. I see what you said, too, with his heart. is in the grave. Those fire was a bar. <laughs> All right, so, shit, I don't know who to decide because I feel like I did a pretty damn good, you decent did. job you on did. both sides. You did. You did. I can't you even did. be mad, but all right, so Katie chose Carisha. Who do you choose? Leave it in the comments. Who's next? All right, note of the week. Ladies, at this point, you got two options. You either date Pete Davidson or have a baby with Nick Cannon. Those are the only two paths for women. It's easy. What you going to do? Pete. Huh? Pete. Why? Pete. Huh? But why? First of all, how many kids does Pete have? No, I don't know. Does he have any kids? No, not that I know of. West, North, um... I think you're confusing him. Oh, that's know. not... Somebody they not else. tattooed on him? Yeah, but that wasn't his. Oh, yeah. I know. You know they are now. <laughs> what you mean? What you mean? Um, you taking Pete? Yeah, and this is why. Pete, as far as I know, has no kids. Yeah. Nick does, mm-hmm. which means you're fucking all these women raw, mm-hmm. which means you're bound to get some STD. Mm-hmm. All right, Pete knows how to wrap it up and do it safely, and he must be catering to these women in other ways as more than... What society says is his looks, mm. which means somehow you're treating women how they want to be treated, yeah. right? Mm. And you know how to stay safe. Nick is about to get an STD if he hasn't already had it he and cleared it up. He might go get checked out. No, like he got the condoms. You no. know what I mean? That's how they develop. Think about it. it. You don't know about his cannon. What? They tell me. What, do you, what, what should I know? His cannon about to fall off. It is. It's got to. If you get multiple women pregnant around the exact same time, yeah, you're effing them wrong. Yeah, right. Mm. You're going in one woman, then going in another woman, mm-hmm. which is throwing off one's pH balance and throwing oh. off another's pH balance, yeah. which means yeast infections going on, mm-hmm. right? But you don't know if he's drinking Powerade or not. That- you don't know if it's Gatorade, Powerade. You don't know if it's Monster. You don't know what the man's drinking. He might That might help his PhD. I'm talking about the women's pH balance. <laughs> not <laughs> You don't know. I'm talking about what? the women. You know, Men, right. y'all really don't get affected by that, but women do. Oh, yeah. When y'all out here just wilding, when guys are out here what do you wilding, y'all is Nick. Yo, don't do that. Nick, it's just yeah. one okay, man. All right. It's one man. All right, all right. That's all right. Don't when put, Nick nah, is out y'all here wilding, that. <laughs> that's gonna be every man that got an answer for Nick Cannon. It's one man. I'm tired. All, all right, right. Okay. yeah. <laughs> a disease is building, and yeah. it's gonna be probably a new one by the time he's done. Yeah, he's gonna create his own new STD. It's gonna be called the Nick Cannon. <laughs> yeah, the Nick Cannon. The Nikannon. No, no, no. You got this one word, Katie. N- Nikannon. It's the Nikannon. Nikannon. Yo, you got the Nikannon? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, nah. Right? 
Nah, you, yo, you got the cannon. Right. Stay the fuck away from me. Yeah, all the way. All right. All right. But I just feel like at some point, Nick Cannon going to get Pete Davidson pregnant, and then women going to really be fucked up. Yo. Yeah, you have no home now. <laughs> yeah, now you want Michael B. Jordan back. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. All right, don't worry about it. Who's next? All right, now it's time for debate of the week. Katie, mm-hmm. can you give knockoffs as a gift? Mm-mm. No? This is another right, one where on, whatever right. side you take, I'm going to take the other side. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What type of knock- knockoff? What do you mean what type of knockoff? It's one type of knockoff, Katie. Fake. No, but I'm saying, like, for what item? Anything. A bag, shoes. What else you give knockoffs for? Jewelry. How much do you like the person you're giving the gift to? <laughs> like, how do they rank? All right, let's uh, um, let's say like, you love them. Love, love. Well, you're giving them a gift. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Okay. Uh, like if you, okay, if you were to bring like your coworker during Secret that. Santa uh-huh. a fake Louis bag, I'm gonna do it. Why? <laughs> I'm gonna do it. Just get them like a water bottle or something. I don't know. But like anything. Why would you get them a fake Louis bag? Oh, Why? Yeah, that's true. You don't have to do that. That's you're doing not even too worth much. It. Exactly. You can get him a nice little $100 gift, whatever it is. You're not going to go get a fake Hermes. <laughs> what are you doing? Hermes. Hermes. I called it Herman. Can't afford it. <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> whatever it is. Nah, you can't give him knockoffs. You can't give him a fake Hermes? <sighs> can you? Like, all right, what if it's your significant other? Oh, hell no. Okay, what if it's your brother or sister? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Wait. You would get your brother some fake J's? Yeah. You are a sick individual, Katie. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I know a site. <laughs> and when they do the comparison, yeah. it's damn near close. You cannot tell they're different. That's fucked up. Mm. You would do that. You if you knew he was a sneakerhead? Yeah. You can't do that. Yes, you can. No, you cannot. If you find some really good, authentic fake. No, fakes, you cannot yes. do that. Yes, Then you, you can. get them something else. You don't get them the fake version of whatever it is they love. They're not going to know. Oh, because that's some first bullshit. of all, you can't get them something else if you know what they want, right? Yeah. Say that They say they want this gift. Only thing is on their list. Nothing yeah. else is on their list but this one gift. It's just this gift. So you're not going to create a GoFundMe with the rest of the family? You're going to go get some fake shit from Canal Street? No. I'm not creating no GoFundMe for that. It's not worth that. Oh, it's not worth that. Your brother but ain't worth that. Yeah. What you are worth? What? Is me doing my research oh, to man. find the best knockoff there is. Katie. And Katie. once I find the best knockoff, you're not even going to know the difference. I'm going to be so mad as a brother. I'm going to be so mad because when How I... you going to be I, mad if you don't know? I'm going to find out. No, you're not. Now when that tongue start looking a little too thirsty. Mm-mm, I'm telling you, I know a site. I'm trying to tell you. What site you know? You can't tell me. Now, my dad thought he knew a site, too, and he sent them to me. Nah, Katie, he sent me two pair. Oh, so this is from Hurt. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he sent me two pair of Square Max. Psyches, <laughs> 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 Katie. <laughs> <laughs> them shits look good until I put them on. I put them on, ran around the block. I, I'm slower than normal. Nah. 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 By the time I got back, my toe was out. Uh-uh. I said, hold up. Nah, hold up. Big Tony was here from last week. <laughs> nah, hold up, Pop. Nah, you can't do that. You can't get nobody a fake gift. If you do your research, yeah. You can't get it off the street either. You can't just go somewhere and get a knockoff from off the street. No, you got to. Find the authentic quality knockoffs, you know? Yeah. You can't get the $20 knockoff Jordans. 
you got to get the $45 (laughs) knockoff shorty. All right. (laughs) Yo, what do y'all think? Put it in the comments. Can you or can you not still be a good friend or significant other if you buy your friend or significant other or sibling a knockoff gift? You know what? What? I bought my best friend for Christmas. She wanted an anklet so bad. Yeah. I got one. You got some bullshit? What? I told her not. Wait, do she know? No, because oh, here's the thing. Oh, no. If she got in the shower with it, yeah, Would you? that silver might wash off. But it might. It don't might. How you fix that, you put clear nail polish over it, right? If you put clear nail polish over it, it'll still be quality no so matter you, what you do with it. Wait, wait, wait. So you already ready to tell her like what <laughs> she need to do to fix it as soon as her no, joint? No, 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 no. I got the gift and I fixed it and then gave it to her so she won't know. Wait, you got the fake... Bum-ass jewelry, wore it out already. She loves that anklet. Fixed it and then gave it to us so that she can't re-break it, pretty much? Something like that. You are a sick individual, She Katie. loves it. She. It's been two years. She got in the shower with it, too? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. She don't know to this day. Nope. Look at you just hyped, too. Anytime <laughs> she see you, girl. I love this I love this little, little fake-ass anklet. Oh got my her God. initial on it? Look at you. Oh, my God. (laughs) She going to look like Green Goblin. (laughs) When she show up. Clear nail polish. Clear nail polish. (laughs) Change everything. Hey. All right. I don't worry about it. (laughs) Moving on. Who's next? All right. Now it's time for more ain't shit. Katie, what do you think is the most hated sign on the planet? Gemini. See, I think that's what most people think. Yeah. That was the first thing that came to mind. I think Geminis get the most shit. Mm. But I don't think they're the most hated. They get the most shit for sure. But I think Virgos are the most hated. Why? Just because, and people want me to talk about astrology more on the podcast, and the reason I don't is because a lot of people come here and they know me from the astrology videos I've done, and I get it. But the truth is, I did those videos because, yes, I've done my research on astrology and meeting people and kind of grouping their characteristics and personalities together in order to make some comedic videos that have done well. But if I'm being honest, it's only but so much you can do to where I feel like it's actually substance involved. At the moment when you start talking about astrology to the point where you just keep talking about it, you're just talking. Mm -hmm. Like, it gets to the point where people start bringing in all of these different, the side sun, the left, right, front of the moon in, on, on January 7th. Yo, fam, at this point, you're just talking about human beings. Mm-hmm. Then y'all do this, 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 and that. Okay, that's humans. That's, that's not Aquarius. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, it's mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So I try to keep it fresh because I just think if you go too deep, you're not even enjoying the water, for lack of a better term. Mm. And Water signs are the best signs. Well, then there's Earth, but that's not here nor there. Hmm. But what I do know is, in speaking this week about Beyonce and the fact that a lot of people who have met Beyonce have said that she's been very standoffish and to herself every time they met her, that they can somewhat take that as rude. And a lot of times, if you also look, which I've done, just on public platforms about how people feel about other signs. When I used to do the videos, I used to read these things Mm -hmm. to see how people felt. And to be honest, what I got from it, the most hated sign was Virgo. I mean, people got their feelings about Virgos, yo. 
for whatever reason, especially women. Oh, I dated a Virgo. Oh, let me tell you. You know, you get that a lot. I ain't mad at it. I just also know we are very, very misunderstood. Mm-hmm. And if you were to go through the list of famous Virgos, I think you'd realize that there is a bit of a uh, pattern there as to why we are misunderstood as Virgos. So I'd like to speak on behalf of the Virgos. First, let's go through the celebrities, right? Mm-hmm. I think we are by far the most misunderstood sign. Like, we're just not people, people. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to be rude. We're very much to ourselves. A lot of people feel like we're extremely blunt. We are. Don't really know how else to be. Kind of very honest. But, believe it or not, most of the time, the Virgo that you know that you believe to be the most blunt person in the world is extremely filtered. By the time you actually get the truth, you're probably thinking, whoa, that's a lot. But we're thinking, oh, if you only knew. Mm -hmm. It could have been so much worse, right? And I guess we kind of have a way of being very analytical. Some people read it as judgmental. What they also don't realize is as much as we're judging you, for however you feel like we're judging you, we judge ourselves a thousand times more. Like, so maybe you'll still hate Virgos after this. Maybe you won't. But I do think we're misunderstood. And here's what I mean. Zendaya is a Virgo. You ever seen her out here just all in everybody business? Mm-mm. Prince Harry is a Virgo. Same thing, right? Right. Beyonce. Private. Keanu Reeves. Private. Salma Hayek. Where's she been? Michael Jackson. Mm. Dave Chappelle. Really? Yeah. He's a Virgo? Yeah. Did not know that. Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Ava DuVernay. Wow. Nick Jonas. Okay. Kiki Palmer. Whoa. If you pay attention to this list, what I'm basically saying is these are people who are typically center of the spotlight, Mm -hmm. but you never actually see them appear as if they want to be. Because we don't. Idris Elba, Joe Budden, Pink. All right, all right, all right. I'm just giving you the greats, Katie. Take take Joe out of that. Joe Budden? Take Joe out of that. I mean, he's not like my favorite person or anything, but... He's a good example of everybody thinks he sucks as a person, and I completely understand why, and I'm not mad at it. But he don't like people. Yeah. That's I, clear. All right, so take Joe out. That's, that's clear. I can't, I can't defend Joe <laughs> other than what I just gave you. But you see my point? Mm-hmm. Um, we got a, We got a question. About Virgos, and I want you to read it, Katie, because if I read it, well, you're going to think I'm lying. Oh, here we go. Well, go ahead and read what you say at the top of that. It's a question from a listener. My best friend is a Virgo, but I hate how she's always right. LMAO. She pegs me straight every time, and I can't be mad because she's right, and I needed that slap in the face. Laughing, rolling emoji, laughing, rolling emoji. I love her. Heart, heart. I hate her. Give me that. Now. <laughs> that is from Stephanie. Thank you, Stephanie, for sending your question in. Now, okay, I'll be honest. After she said, the ver- like, she's always right, I stopped reading. There was nothing else to read. 
Yeah, clearly. Now, here's the thing. Still misunderstood in that. Do Virgos have a uh, reputation for coming off as if we know everything and we're always right? Yes, absolutely. Can't deny that. Here's where we're misunderstood. That's typically because, not because we actually always think we're right. Deep down inside, we always think we're wrong, which is why we do as much research as we do, because we're perfectionists and we never want to get it wrong. Whether that's your feelings, the situation, whatever it is, we, as far as I know, for most Virgos I know and that I am, cannot stand being wrong. That is like the worst thing that can possibly happen Mm. because now we have to face that we're not perfect. Mm -hmm. So by the time I come to you and say one plus one is two, trust me when I tell you I have gone over this shit a million times, whereas you probably have not thought about it for. So by the time I come to you and say, I promise you it ain't that, it's this, you have not thought that deeply about it. I have thought about this shit all week. So, yes, it may come off as I think I know everything, but in reality, it's just the confidence of I would only present this to you if I have done the research to have the confidence of believing and practically knowing that I am right. Okay. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. All right. Let me see what else they say about Virgos. <laughs> I think it was another. Wait, you don't have experience with Virgos? Well, you know me. You're the only Virgo in my life. Well, and Beyonce. Them. Well, okay. I'm sure you got questions because we are two favorite people. I'm sorry for whoever <laughs> thought that they was top two, but now you're three, four, and five. <laughs> got to deal with it. Don't know what to tell you. I'm trying to think. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what else they say about Virgos. Um, I addressed us being blunt. Mm-hmm. That's very much so the main thing. I um always thinking we're right. I addressed that overthinkers. You keep to yourself. Like I, that's I'm, that's kind of the biggest one. We're yeah. all very private people. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially when you think of in terms of Beyonce and Michael Jackson, they're probably two of the most famous people to ever walk the earth, and you still don't see them in many interviews. Well, rest in peace, Mike. But when it was his time, you didn't see him, like, really want to be front and center like that. We really don't want that shit. Exactly. We gravitate to it because of our work ethic and what we're willing to do, but we are, we want to be the greatest, and we want you to know we ain't nothing to play with. We're different like that. Mm-hmm. So by the time you get that confidence that a Virgo has, that that you take as like, they really think they just all that, like everything. It's like, you don't know where we came from to get that, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we came from a place of we have typically overanalyzed and overthought some things to the point where we have beat ourselves up enough to where by the time you decide to beat us up, we fully equipped for that because that's all we've done to ourselves. So that's not new. Now what? What else you got? Right. So what I'm going to give you is going to come from a place of experience, not bullshit, because we don't know bullshit. We just know bop, 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 bop. And when you get that, yeah, I can see how it comes off as, oh, here we go with another Virgo. But typically, we mean well. Mm -hmm. I believe we're one of the most loyal signs, if not the most loyal sign. I can agree with that. Once you have us, we ain't going nowhere unless you force us to. And everything does come from the mind. We are usually more humble, especially on the exterior, than we feel like we should be. But on the interior, we are pretty damn confident in that, no, we don't think we're better than you. No, we don't think we're smarter than you. We are just very confident in the fact that we have probably thought about it more than you, have done more research than you, and are willing to go further to get the truth than you. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think a lot of Virgos have a lot of confidence that comes off as arrogance. Okay. That's all I got this week. We will tune in next week when I answer more questions about the Virgo. Hey. All right. I like that. Say less.
You're going to have to address Pisces at some point, too, because y'all got y'all shit, too. I'm trying to... Hey, 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 hey. All hey, right, hey, my hey, bad. Hey, Moving hey, on. Hey. Don't worry about it. Who's next? All right, relationship talk. Mm. Speaking of being a Virgo, not exactly sure how to address this, but I want to because I think it'll be good for the podcast. Since I'm thankful for my brain today and we are thankful for ourselves and we are about to just come in here and talk, I'm going to address something that I feel like maybe more people believe that they haven't said, but let's just talk about it and let's see where we go, right? Mm-hmm. I saw this hater in a comment say something to the extent of, because Katie is always putting out videos on Facebook and I never read what people say on Facebook. I'm going to be honest, I don't. I hardly read what they say on Instagram or anywhere else, but I certainly never read it on Facebook. But I was sent something. That was like, man, this was so good. And I clicked it, and the first thing I saw was, well, maybe Romeo is not jaded like Mo. And I thought, wow, your mother's jaded. That was my first thought. And then I said, no, 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 no. 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 Well, let me go back and think of why she said that, right? And it makes sense. It's easy. It's so easy. So easy. And I thought of the Erica Badu video. Basically, in this video, Erica Badu said that 80% of the world doesn't necessarily know how to use their own brain to think for themselves. And it's just true. It's not a diss. It's just true. So sometime when you get into these positions where you have a platform and you are trying to not only create content, but create content that will allow people to think and grow. Well, if I come to the table and say all of the things that we are programmed to think, then what have I really accomplished? And sometimes, Katie, to be honest with you, that is annoying to me because you do things and you say things and then you got people in the comments who all they want to do is judge you and go, he's jaded. That's easy. Man, not offend me. It's just so easy, right? Like, if I were to get on this platform and say the same thing that 80% of the world is already thinking, then what have I really done? Nothing at all. I haven't accomplished anything. And most people are not wired to go, okay, that's the easy way to think about it, but maybe there's another side to it, which is why I bring these things to the table and tell jokes about it, but sometimes I try to give context to it as well. Perfect example. Sometimes you got to ask yourself, well, what's the other side? Like, when, you, when y'all joke me about being a virgin, right? <laughs> well, what's the opposite of that? You're a hoe. Mm-hmm. You'd joke me for that as well. So when you think of the term jaded, I don't like that term. It's too easy of a term. If someone says, I don't necessarily go into relationships just believing everything that I'm told, just believing that this person is the end-all, be-all every time I meet a new person, they'll say you have trust issues and you're jaded. Maybe. Or maybe you're just wise. Maybe you've utilized experiences to go into new experiences with a different mindset because you realize that the shit ain't always going to be what you think it is going into it. Why isn't that the word or the term that these people use? Right? Right. Because the person that'll call you jaded, and I'm not saying this to be mean, I'm saying this to be real and to give people a different perspective. Sometimes it's somebody that's been in four relationships that didn't work. And you got three kids from it, two kids from it. Now, if I were to say something to you in the terms of, what if you would have thought differently about your setup? It would be considered an insult. Because fuck you. I didn't know that. I had to grow through that. I had to learn. I had to meet this person and meet that person. And Right? Regardless, that's your journey. Mm-hmm. Nobody's mad. But the moment that somebody says, well, I don't think I'm going into every relationship thinking I'm going to get married. I don't think I'm going to meet every person thinking I'm about to have a kid. Because I see it differently. Because I know how people move. I know how people act. So I'm kind of going into this saying we'll see. Everybody that I meet is not my wife. 
Everybody that I meet is not my forever friend. Some of these people are going to be a season. And you're going to have to earn the mentality of you being my forever person. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it can't happen. Right. I'm not going into situations saying that this is going to end up just like my last one did because to me, that's jaded. Right. But when you go into situations saying I'm not necessarily just falling for everybody I talk to, why in the fuck is that a jaded mindset as opposed to a wise one? That's the debate I would like to have if you see another side to it that I'm missing. No, not when you break it down like that. I don't see another side to it. Okay. Then I want to think logically if I'm missing something that maybe they would have another angle to debate because... I just feel like people do that, not realizing that people will pretty much judge whatever situation you in that they're not in. Right? Like if you if if they're married, well, why doesn't this person want to get married? If they have kids, well, why doesn't this person want to have kids? If they're in a monogamous relationship, why does this person want to have multiple people? What a whore. I just feel like people judge whatever they not. Yeah, because I feel that a lot of people, whatever situation they're in, they think that their situation is supposed to be the norm. That's it. Right? Mm-hmm. And so because of that, someone else who isn't living by what I think is the normal standard, that's going to throw me off. And then I'm going to judge them. Yeah. For no reason. I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense in my head. But. What are you even judging? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I remember a woman who told me, I was super young, dating. Well, I was attempting to date this young lady at the time. And to be completely honest with you, I'll never forget this. She had three kids. I was young, too. No kids, doing well in life. And I knew in my mind, I was like, this don't make much sense for me. You know, but I liked her. Mm-hmm. So I didn't care. I was like, you know, I like her, man. If this works out, it works out. She got three kids. Oh, well, I'll figure it out. All my friends was like, what are you doing? Look at you. Look where you are. Look who you are. You ain't got no kids. You got this. You got that. You going to date it. I was like, yeah, you know, whatever. I went to be the mom. First thing her mom said to me was, well, not one, not the first, but one of the first. You this age, you ain't got no kids yet, and you never been married. What's wrong with you? That's what she said. And in my mind, I was thinking to myself, that's very unfair. That your daughter, with all due respect, has three kids from two different dudes and wasn't married to either one of them. And has had all three of our names tattooed on her. Those are just facts. But you're sitting here judging me because I was at the age I was, which this was a while ago. And I don't have kids? I didn't understand it. I'm like, how the fuck are you judging me? Like, that's like, you know what I'm saying? But I said, I don't know. I guess I'm, you know, maybe I'm gay or whatever it is you're trying to. Because I ain't, I ain't know what you're trying to get to. And I didn't care. My thing was, I don't even think people look at the situation they're in and judge themselves with the same, I guess, veracity that they'll look at someone else's situation and judge them. And if you have half a sense, you'll look at it and go, are you kidding me? Why would I want to look in the mirror and see that I'm ugly? Mm. So you look in the mirror and point out somebody else's ugliness. I'm not even looking in the mirror. I'm just oblivious to what I look like. I'm just you, <laughs> pointing you, out you, 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 and you. Yeah, you're right. And 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 see, older me looks at that now and laughs. Younger me, I went home with that because I didn't understand. Like, damn, is it me? 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And mind you, it ended up uh, in a situation where this same woman, whom looking back on it, I was a hell of a catch for her. She was talking to other dudes behind my back. I found out. Cut her off. You know what she said to me, Caddy? At the end of it, she said, well, you know, I'm obsessed with you, and I really want to be with you, and that's why I got your name tattooed on me. But sometime, because we don't live together, I get bored, so maybe if you moved in with me, I I wouldn't talk to anybody else. And I'm not sleeping with them, but I wouldn't even do that much. She was dead serious. (laughs) She got a lot going on in her life. Oh, my God. No, I I thought it was a joke. When I tell you I was waiting for Ashton... (laughs) Hey, no. hey, yeah. hey, hey, Mo. <laughs> hey, got you. Nah, nah. He ain't come out. Nah, just her mom. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-mm. So it was just like, man, people are so quick to use these words. You are this, you are that, you are that, you are this. But what are you? Mm-hmm. One of the first things you learn, boy, living in this world, is when somebody hits you with an insult, you could be six. First thing you learn is, I know you are. <laughs> but what am I? Bingo. What it, yeah. That's it. I know you are. Because it's projection. Mm-hmm. You learn that in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Still works as an adult. Yep. They are always projecting. So when they hit you with something, yeah, I know you are. But what am I? Mm-hmm. Still works. Who's next? All right. Since Katie came in here with one beautiful black woman of the week and then didn't ever come in here with another one, I guess it's on me to save the day. Whoa. What? What happened? Okay. You, you came in with one. You have another one. We'll pick this back up. Okay, nope. go no, ahead. No, no you, I'm you picking it back up. Sa- you come no, save I'm the day picking... for now. No, here for you this come. episode, but not... No, here no, come no, Raymond. no, no. Here come Raymond. No. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, it's Chris' turn. Nah, because Chris always gets slapped. All right. And somehow... Mm. Yeah, I mean... Mm. Nah, nah, Ray. Mm. Nah, hold up, Ray. Mm. I got the beautiful black woman of the week. Okay. Know who it is, Katie? No, you don't. <laughs> Guess? No, you don't know. Damn. You don't know. Who, who? Who you got? Who? Who you got? I don't I'll know. I'll give you a guess. Think Martin. Gina? Nope. See, you oh, should have went Pam. Uh, uh, nope. Nope. You had a 50-50. Yeah. All right. All you right. Pick Gina instead of Pam. You should have picked right. All right. Pam Greer. All right. You know who Pam Greer is, Katie? Yes. One of the most beautiful black women to ever walk the earth. Mm-hmm. Talented. Absolutely. Gorgeous. Right. Amazing. 100%. Legend. Mm. And I saw a thread today of Miss Greer back in her day when she was smoking the boots. Woo! All these other women out here weren't even close. And my God, mm. that is just a that's just a queen. Yeah. Shout out to Pam Greer. If you don't know who Pam Greer is, do your research. Man. Do your Googles. Oh. She was shitting on him. A hundred percent. Wasn't even close. Ooh. Ooh, shout out to Miss Greer. And next week, hopefully, Raymond will have a beautiful black woman of the week. If you just sit back and watch this, you'll see. All right, Usher. <laughs> watch this. Who's next? All right, lyrics of the week. Katie, y'all don't want to talk about it. But we going to talk today. Why? We can't talk? For a minute? Nah, we're going to talk. You ready? Uh-huh. Katie. Uh-huh. It's a hit song. Yeah. I'm not a hater. You sure? I'm with all of the shits. Sounds like a lie. But at some point, we got to address this. Address it. Is it cater to you, or is it bills, bills, bills? Because that damn song ain't make no sense, Katie. Well, both of the... Well, no, I can't pay your bills. No. 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 Why? 
Nah, yo. Nah, there was a point in time back then, Katie, I had men looking crazy, and I'm not mad at it because, yes, Queen, he should step up and be a king and take care of all of the things he's supposed to take care of. But can you pay my bills? No! Why should I? First of all, all right. y'all Destiny's child. Mm-hmm. You know what your bills cost? Yes. They're ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I can't afford that shit. Mm-hmm. What do you mean now I'm a scrub? Because mm. I'm in the passenger side of my best friend ride? Yes. But everybody's bills don't look like yours. Look. B and Kelly. All right. Let's look at some of these lyrics, Katie. All right. At first, we started out real cool. Mm-hmm. Taking me places I ain't never been. Mm. That's how he started out the game. Yep. Taking you places you ain't never been, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Right? You ain't never experienced this type of thing. Right, right, right. But now you're getting comfortable. Mm. Ain't doing those things you did no more. You're slowly making me pay for things. The nerve of him. Oh, so that man started out cool, taking you places. Now all of a sudden he got comfortable because y'all been together two years. And all of a sudden he looked at you and went, hey, hey, babe. Maybe you could get it today. And your response was, your money should be handling. And now you ask me to use my car. Drive it all day. Don't fill up the tank. Mm. Got the audacity to even come and step to me. Mm. Ask to hold some money from me until you get your check, check next week. week. Now he trifling? Yes, he's trifling. Why is he trifling? He's Katie? 100% trifling. Why right? is he a good for nothing? whatever you did to get me. Yeah. Keep that same energy. I ran out of money. All right? Yeah. If you ran out of money? Yeah. So you telling me that it's all a facade, that you ain't out here hustling? What no, you doing? I'm, no, I'm saying, why How am I paying your bill? If I've been taking you, you everywhere. Run- nah. Wait, hold on, hold on. Let's get a disclaimer before we get into this and okay. we have some fun. Oh, yeah. Okay. Whatever you hear in the next few minutes of the podcast or just me and Katie having fun, no one, I promise you, is in danger. Everything is okay. We are friends. We're going to love each other after this is over. This is just a debate for the good of radio. Please continue to enjoy in the moment as we hash this out. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> now, why the fuck? Hey. <laughs> Wait. Katie, he done already took you places you ain't never been. Right. Yes, he got comfortable. I'm with you now. I got you. Now, I ain't saying I ain't about to do nothing. I'm still going to have you shining, but you want me to pay your telephone bill, your automobiles. Maybe we could chill. Like, those your bills. No. You over here acting like Tyrese from Baby Boy. You picking me up in my car and you ain't even put no gas back in it? All right, that's fair. If I pick you up in your car, I got to put gas in it, right? Boy, I got to pay your telephone bill. What the fuck I got to pay your telephone bill for? If you started off paying my te- telephone bill, keep that same energy. No, at some point you get a new energy and start paying your own shit. I helped you out in the beginning and I still got you, but you should not base whether you want to be with me off of if I'm paying your bills. They your bills. Why would you stop putting in the same effort that you did in the beginning? to get me because i got you that's normal that's how it works no 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 (laughs) (laughs) what 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 you got me you have to keep me and maintain me and maintain us you just don't give up that's like saying oh we went on all these dates and then couples get together and then your man or your woman stops taking you out on dates no keep the same energy that's what got me here now what's going to keep me here yeah pay them bills bills Bills. I'm not paying your bills, yo. All right, now look, okay, in them lyrics, he was wowing. He was maxing out the card. He was yeah. going to the mall. Yeah. He's on some fuckboy shit. All right. I ain't debating all that. Okay. But the I bills part. Broke boy. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't debating all that with his broke ass. I'm with, I'm with y'all on that, right? Okay, okay. 
But the actual hook, because that's all people remember. Yeah, that's true. That's what women was running around saying. Can you pay my bill? Can you pay my telephone bill? Can you pay? No! <laughs> no! Why? Then the maybe fuck? we could chill. <laughs> maybe. If I pay all your bills, it's a maybe? <laughs> you fucking kidding me? No. No, it's guaranteed. Or my money back. Like I say <laughs> at the beginning of this podcast. No, hell no. You ain't about to just go roll with somebody else after I done paid the telephone bill. Who you think you gonna call? Mm. Baby Ghostbusters. <laughs> hell no. You can't just tell somebody to pay your damn bills. You ain't even like that. How I know? Come on, Katie. You got to give me this one now. Come on. You can't do it. If we go off the chorus of loan, maybe you are right. I don't think you do, so you and me are through. Mm. So what Chris Rock said was right. The only love that a man really get is conditional because it's based on, can you pay my bills? Can you pay my telephone bills? Well, isn't that what any relationship is? What can you give me? Oh, (laughs) shit. Oh, shit. See? 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 I'm only doing this because I got to argue this side. I know. It's nasty. Bills, bills, bills was nasty when you really break it down. And also... Monica's video, Fallen, Alicia Keys' video. Yo, back in the day, nobody really want to talk about this. There's a lot of stalking going on in these videos, Katie. Think about it. Remember back in the day when it was cool to stalk somebody? Method Man got videos like this. Red Man, it's a lot of videos. Back in the day, if you go and Google them, they was popping up on you at the magazine stand. Mm -hmm. (laughs) At the (laughs) coffee shop. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> right? Homegirl got hit by the bike. This man popped out the car window. You saw the video where Maya broke into the man's house? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Yo, back in the day. Yo, nobody want to talk about this. Y'all just letting people stalk everybody. Nah, Yo, that shit was nasty, yo. Justin Timberlake broke into somebody's house, too. See? There was a whole era of this. <laughs> yeah. And y'all all contributed to it, and everybody's nasty. Yeah. At least Donnell Jones knew where he wanted to be. <laughs> Rest of y'all was just every goddamn way. Just stalking. It's a All sick right. world. All right. All right? I got my point across? Yeah. All right, say less. Okay. Who's next? Questions of the week. All right, let's wrap this up before we get up out of here. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Turkey, turkey. Um, or gobble, gobble. Or, uh, well, I don't know, but figure it out. Whichever one you want to give them. No, no, I mean, you got to know. Greens. That's not the end. That's, that's not, not yet. Because if they eat, they ain't going to listen to the rest of the podcast. Oh, yeah, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Wait, 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 wait. Woo! <laughs> Before y'all go, uh, we got three questions. hmm Because I submitted a video saying, ask us some questions. These are the three that were at the top. First one is, what's the hardest thing about dating as a public figure that was different when you weren't? Hmm. That's a good question. Um... Okay, it's two things. Number mm-hmm. one, when you date as a public figure, you got to realize that anytime you go outside on a date with somebody, y'all together. Yeah. There's no dating process. No, people just think that. Y'all are together. Uh-huh. Right? Like, anytime I've been out with any, it could have been my cousin, it's been my business manager, it's been a it's been a lady that I was on the first date with, it's been you. Mm-hmm. Like, people are going to get DMs, I'm going to get DMs, Bert gets DMs. Oh, Moe's found the love of his life. So anytime you go on a date in public, you kind of just have to know, like, if anybody sees me, 
this I this is going to be my girlfriend now, mm-hmm. regardless of who it is. I mean, my cousin even hit me like, yo, why are these women hitting me up talking about how did you do it? You're beautiful. How'd you do it? <laughs> She's like, how do what? Um, that's the first thing. The second thing, I'll say, uh, ooh, how do I say this to where it won't it won't come off as uh offensive? Sometime you wish the person that you were dating wasn't so um sensitive. No. Uh, no. Uh, Hype. Oh, that they're dating you? Yes. Hey, I got my <laughs> I know how to say it. Yeah. Ah, bitch, she's <laughs> yeah. mine. Like, okay, okay. Sorry. No, it's that. No, it's that. Okay, okay. No, because, like, you know me. Like, I'm not the run and tell everyone what I'm doing mm-hmm. guy. I mean, we were somewhere one day, and Romeo was like, when did that happen? He didn't even know. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I don't, I don't move like that. Right. So, even before I was, anybody cared about who I was or what my opinion was, I didn't move like that. Like, we'll figure it out. And, and, and if it comes to the point where you should know, you will know. But sometimes you you date somebody on one date. Next thing you know, she's telling her friends everything you said, everything you did. And mm-hmm. she like, oh, girl, how was he? And, and you know, it's, it's just a lot. It's right. like, wow. Now that's, you're going to literally. Now that's the thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Because then we have no privacy. Mm-hmm. Like a relationship, there should be some form of privacy, you know? Right. Yeah. Everybody should know who we are, what we're doing. But. Sometime people get a little excited because yeah. they, you know, well, you may listen, you know, you might listen to Mo or you, well, let me tell you. And you see that a little too early and you run from it because it just ain't sexy. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got an answer for that? No, because I'm not like you. People don't recognize me when I go out. So. They don't? <laughs> that's very rare. Oh, you're so lucky. That's so rare. Oh, my. That's why every time we be out, you see how quick I'd be like, hey, Katie right here. <laughs> No, no, take it off me, please. I know, I know. Who's next? All right, question number two. What have you learned now that you wish you would have told your younger self and you could have used? Mm. Hmm. All right. Um. Well, I saw a quote the other day that said, maturity is realizing silence is more powerful than proving a point. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it for me because I was always the kind of person that, if you and I were dealing with each other in any way, could have been coworkers, friends, relationship, whatever. If I knew that you wasn't shit for whatever reason, whether it was because how you moving or what you said about me behind my back or whatever, whatever I know, mm-hmm. I had to tell you. Like, I feel like, I, like you have to know that I know because I don't want you to think that you're playing me. Whereas I've gotten older, I've realized that's not necessary because you give your hand away, right? Like, sometimes you have to learn how to move in situations where... I know who you are. I know what you're about. And I know you're not genuine. And I know you don't have my best interest. But it's not necessary for you to know that I know right now. Like when the time comes, you'll know. Right. But you don't always have to say what you know. You don't always have to speak to what you've seen. Sometimes it's okay to be the wisest one in the room, but move as if you're the dumbest. And it's better for that person who believes that they are playing you or getting over on you or taking advantage of you to move in that realm and think that they have the advantage on you when ultimately you got the drop on them and they don't even know it. Sometimes it's better to move that way. Mm-hmm. And I still struggle with that today, but I'm a lot better at it than I used to be. And it took me a lot of years to figure that one out. You got one? That two things can be true at the same time. Mm. That's a good one. Um, I feel like, especially in my like college years, 
I always thought that my way or how I saw things were the only way. Yeah. yeah me or too. the right view. Mm-hmm. Even if partially I was right, the other side of it is that something else could be right too at the same time. It's, mm-hmm. it's not just how I see things. And I always saw things through a closed mind where I didn't want to see the other perspective of anyone. Mm. Um, and that was like detrimental to a lot of friendships that I had, especially in my beginning years of college. Until I finally grew up and matured, you know, and learned different things that, hey, there's more than one side of everything and two things can't be true at once, you know? Mm-hmm. And that opened me up a little bit where I'm not as close-minded as I once was. I respect that. I love that. And not only can two things be true at once, but you don't have to dislike or be mad at somebody who has a different opinion than you. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. I think that's another one where you see a lot of people, I don't like them anymore because they see it like that. Like, well, yo, it then you must have never liked them because mm-hmm. now you changing because they just see something different than you. Mm-hmm. It's not a reason to hate somebody. Now, we ain't talking about racism or nothing like that, nothing crazy like that, but for most things, like, it's okay to have a difference of opinion. Yeah. And still, I love you. No different. A lot of people don't get that. Who's next? Uh, last question. Mo, do you think it's harder nowadays dating for men or women? Hmm. Um, well, I did think about this. And honestly, it's difficult for me to answer because I'm not a woman. I don't date as a woman. But if I'm answering this as an outsider looking in and being honest, I think it's harder for women. Why? Um, now, this is not me saying it's not hard for men because I think it's underrated how hard it is to date for a man. It's, it's, it's not easy either. A lot of women think it's just easy for men, and it's not. It's, it's, it's very difficult. You've got to navigate through a lot of shit as a man, especially, like, the hardest thing of it all for me personally is having to deal with the baggage that you didn't bring. A lot of times when you're dating, um, no offense to women at all, but a lot of women don't typically let go of what they experience with the guy before you when they come in to dating you. Mm-hmm. So a lot of those trust issues, insecurities, and things that have been caused, you now have to learn how to navigate around them and help her with them and help her find a peace through it when you didn't cause it. And it's not fair, but it's life. Now with women, you got to navigate through a lot too. You got to navigate through... Well, first of all, I, if I'm being honest, I think married people or taken people who still try to pursue other single people. I think men do that a little more than women. Mm. I'm not saying that women who are taken don't do their thing too, because they do, but I mm-hmm. think typically the men will pursue you to where you might not even know. You got to navigate that. You got to navigate the players. You got to navigate the men that are good men, but they're just not ready. It's not their time. You got to navigate the men that are selling you a dream. And once you do all that, well, you still kind of have to deal with, I just think the pool in general. I think there's more good women readily available than men in most places, especially in Atlanta, right? Like it's kind of known that Atlanta has way more women than men. So the pool is bigger Mm -hmm. for men. Like it's it's a better chance that you'll find a really good woman who is a catch than you will a really good man that's a catch. That's just... I don't, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a numbers in front of me. But if I'm looking at it from the outside and what I've heard and dealing with radio on a daily basis, yeah, I'd say you got a better chance of finding a good woman as a man than you do finding a good man as a woman. So I think it's harder for women. What do you think? Uh, it's hard all around. Everybody's trash. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but okay, so from a gay perspective, mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm. in the community, especially what I've seen a lot, why it's hard and why I say it's hard for all the genders is because what I've seen and what I've also heard with gay men, 
is that the younger gay men, they tend to not want to settle down. They just want to have fun. Mm-hmm. So they only Nick Cannon, bouncing, bouncing, bouncing. Well, Pete Davidson, because they ain't getting nobody pregnant. But, um, Talk about it. Mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, in relationship, <laughs> relationship, they don't want to settle down. Yeah. So imagine those who are trying to settle down, but you can't, and it's hard. Mm-hmm. And then by the time they do want to settle down, it's typically, like, 40s that mm. you'll see that with gay men and from what I've seen in the gay men that I know, yeah. right? Yeah. Then we... Go to lesbians, right? Mm-hmm. You have the lesbians that are in denial, and they want to keep chasing straight women. Like, why are you trying to date a straight woman? And then you get, you get upset that a straight woman hurts your heart right. because she just wanted to use you as an experiment when there's another lesbian over here that's trying to have you, and she can't have you because you're trying to play games with a different type of woman, and it's, it's a whole game thing going on, mm-hmm. and there's a dating struggle there. Like, so I think it's just hard for everybody. It's hard for everybody. Yeah. No, I'm not mad at that. And... You know, Katie, I think you should be the spokeswoman to creating an abbreviation for the abbreviation. Yeah, because I, I was going to say uh, LGBTQ, and it's, then I was like, this... Katie, it's too long. Ow. I've watched Kristen try to address it in the most respectful manner in an e-buzz. And when she has to say the LGBTQ plus community seven times in one e-buzz, I see the struggle and the pain in her eyes. And you can have the utmost respect for the community, but Katie, that's a lot of letters. I know. Like, it's got to be a way. I agree. Like, yo, we got, we got to shorten this, man. Does it have to be all of them? Like, how do you say it respectfully and it don't got to be LGBTQ+. What is plus? It? LGBTQ+. Plus. Like, what can you say? <laughs> I don't think I ever heard somebody try to actually make a word out of it. And you excluded the plus. Peace. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, no. No, we're giving some time. Okay. Yeah, you clearly wasn't ready. <laughs> okay. Don't worry about it. All right. We're giving some time. We'll come back to it. All right. Who's next? All right. Sicko Award. He's so fake, but I'm so real. Yeah, I'm so sick, but he's just um, Unfortunately, I just wanted to uh, get this out there before we go home, but uh, this is not a funny one. It's not a, it's not a fun one either. But the friends of Shanquilla Robinson. Um, if you're not familiar, it's a story that is going viral on Twitter right now where she went to Cabo with a group of individuals who were supposed to be her friends, and uh, she was allegedly beaten to death. And they reported back to her mom that, and the police in Mexico that she uh, died of food poisoning. Alcohol. Alcohol poisoning. Mm-hmm. And the report said that uh, she had like broken spine Mm-hmm. Broken neck. It's pretty clear that there was some physical damage to her, mm-hmm. and she didn't die from alcohol poisoning. Then there was a video that was eventually released. I'm not sure how the video got out, but I guess the group probably sent it to someone else who sent it to the public. But there was one lady in the group, I forget her name, but she was beating uh, this poor young lady up in whatever resort or hotel they were in, and she was naked at the time, and it was a uh, it was a physical beating of where her friends, quote unquote, were recording it, asking her to at least fight back. And she wasn't fighting back. And this woman kept beating her and bullying her. And well, eventually, somehow that video cuts off. We don't know what happened after that, but she ends up being dead. And obviously her mom is back here in the States looking for answers. And it's just a just a really traumatic story that I hope 
people continue to keep this same energy for on Twitter to bring light to it and to bring some type of justice to it, because I'm very afraid that because this crime happened in Mexico, that there will be no justice because of the, you know, the border situation. But I feel that from the information that we know, we need to still, you know, hold somebody responsible. 100 percent. And make sure that it's known that this is not acceptable. You know, it's kind of like I can't. I, Ooh, I wish I could remember her name. The young lady who was hanging out with a group of friends in the hotel, and she somehow ended up in a freezer. Yeah, it's you know? very similar to that. It's so similar to that. It's like how did, out of everything, ended up locked in a freezer from a hotel that she was in? How did she end up in the kitchen? How's that even happen? You know? Yeah. Um, And it's very heartbreaking. 25 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, Gabby Petito, that was... The other young lady who died, in which they want people to keep the same energy for her. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's pretty obvious that all of these people went out there to Cabo, and I personally think that they went out there on purpose to do this because how convenient it happened in Mexico, and then y'all jetted back to the states right after it happened. Didn't waste any time. It and happened less than twenty four hours from them getting there. Yep. You had a, a trip to Cabo from Friday to what? Friday to Monday. Yeah, little, it was like a three day weekend. A little three day weekend. Um, to celebrate a birthday. Yeah. You, you you beat her up. She was naked in the video, which mm-hmm. that tells me she either was asleep, she got out the shower, right? Like, obviously, if there are a bunch of people in your room naked, you got caught in a vulnerable situation. Mm-hmm. Whether you were having sex, you were in the shower, you were asleep, whatever the case, they obviously caught you at a time when you wouldn't have known that anything was going down. So when I look at all of the details, it just screams to me. They went out there knowing that Maybe they didn't want to kill her, but they wanted to do something to her that wasn't nice. Mm-hmm. And it led to that. And it's obvious. And then you lied about it. I mean, you know she got a broken spinal cord, and you sitting here told me I was alcohol poisoning. And they all full of shit. Everybody. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what happens from here, but hopefully there will be justice for her. Prayers up for her and her family. And watch your friends, man. Yeah. The people you think are your friends, the people you think are close to you, most of the time, yo, those are the ones. Those are the ones, and it's super unfortunate. And um, also rest in peace to the gentleman from Virginia, the football players, mm-hmm. who also faced uh, an early demise due to violence and just over this shit, Katie. Yeah. Just over this shit. Who's next? Reflective moment of the week. My trouble used to just double. When I ain't have a dollar, I used to struggle to struggle. Yeah. I was dreaming about the game. I'll say this and we'll get out of here. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Be thankful because uh, the struggle is the struggle. That's my reflective moment of the week. The struggle is the struggle. And what I basically mean by that is I read a quote that said, entitlement is the idea that you deserve happiness and don't deserve to have to go through a struggle for it. And that within itself can cause suffering. Mm. I thought that was deep. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I just know that people get to these situations in life when you kind of have a goal for something and you think that when you get there, you'll be happy. Or if someone were to help me get there, I'd be happy. And I'm just here to tell you that that's not necessarily true. Mm -mm. It's always a struggle. It is what it is. Whatever your dream is, whatever your goal is, whatever you want to be in life, I'm here to tell you that shit is going to be a struggle. 
It's not going to be easy. It's never easy. And shout out to the people in your life who are willing to love you and help you, but also remind you that you at some point have to do this shit on your own. You just do. And I don't know who I'm talking to, but I know I'm talking to somebody. Mm -hmm. But there was a point in my life when I was willing to give up because there's always that point in every journey where you either want to quit, you want to give up, or you've hit rock bottom, or you've gotten to a place where you don't know if you can continue. And you don't know if you want to go back. You already know what's going to happen if you quit or go back. Nothing. But you don't know what's going to happen if you put your two feet down, stand up with your chest, and keep fucking going when it's super hard. Most of the time, what's going to happen is everything that you need or want to happen. You can't quit. And it's going to be hard. And even when you get to your dream or you get to your goal, a lot of the time you think, that's when I'll be happy and it'll all start to make sense. I hate the rain on your parade. Mm. Nope. The shit gets harder. <laughs> it's harder to stay there than it is to get there. And a lot of us got this mentality, if I just had this much money, if I just had that job, if I just had that girl, that guy, if I just had this situation, any situation you choose, you're going to struggle with it. Mm-hmm. The person you choose to marry is the person you fight with. The house you choose to buy is the house that takes all your damn money and your energy. The kids you choose to have are the ones that drive you up a damn wall. Right? The friends you choose to have are the ones you fight with as well. Mm-hmm. Whatever you choose in life, it's a struggle. Yeah. You can't escape the struggle. Some people try to run from the struggle, and that's why the struggle lasts a little longer than it has to. Because you're running from it instead of running towards it. You have to struggle. There's no way around it. It sucks. It's hard. It's going to be a lot of difficult days, but that's the only way to it. You have to go through it. You can't run from it and... You don't know how much the struggle is worth it until you go through the struggle to get it. Then you realize in the end, it was worth every second. When you're going through it, you can't see that light at the end of the tunnel because it's a little too difficult on a daily basis. But I say that to say, if you're in a struggle, it's okay. You're where you're supposed to be. Because if you're not struggling, well, then you're not working toward anything. It's just like they say, if ain't nobody hating on you, you haven't done anything. Mm-hmm. They should be hating. They should be mad. That's the only way for you to realize that you are actually on a path to doing something great is when you have haters. If ain't nobody hating on you, you ain't doing shit. Right. If you ain't struggling, you're not getting to anything. You have to struggle. It's hard. You look for help. You look for support, and that's fine. But at the end of the day, it has to come from you. No one is coming to save you. No one is coming to help you figure it out. You get one life. And this shit is on you. So do what you have to, to be who you want to be. It's no other way. The struggle is the struggle. But you got everything you need to get through it in order to get to it. The only person that has to believe that in order for it to be true is who, Katie? You. You're fucking right. Who's next? I quoted a week is simple. Be thankful. That's it. It's Thanksgiving. Football, family, <laughs> food, friends, fuck shit. I'm just running out of F. Oh, okay. Hey, this one throw another okay, F in there. Okay. I ain't know. It'd be fuck shit the too. Poor F, so, uh, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Uh, no. No. But be thankful, yo. I'm thankful for my health, my family, my friends. This vacation is coming up. Life. Another day. What you mm. thankful for? Everything. All of it. Just seeing another day. Being blessed to see another day. And for the health of my family. Yeah. Yeah. Every day is important, Mm -hmm. right? As we come off the verge of speaking to 
some of these young individuals who have unfortunately met their demise a bit sooner than I'm sure they wanted to or their families wanted to. It's important to remind you and yourself that, being myself, that, hey, life's short. Yeah. <laughs> it should short, Katie. It is. It's fleeting. It's quick. It's done in a flash. So love who loves you. Support who supports you. Be good to those who are good to you. And shit, why not? Be good to those who are not. They don't know any better. <laughs> With that said... Go fuck up some turkey. Hey. I'll be by the mac and cheese if you're looking for me. Ooh. And um, hey, don't worry about bringing that new person home for Thanksgiving. Don't do it. Your family don't really like anybody you bring home anyway. They'll get over it. You said don't do it. No, bring them. You ain't going to bring your girl home? Well, I don't really celebrate Thanksgiving that like that. Damn, you lucky. Like, I don't, like, my family, we don't all gather around for Thanksgiving like no. that. No. It's, yeah. It's not a thing. It's not the same. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to bring you home for Thanksgiving. That's what I was trying to you, do. Yo, you going to be like, what the fuck is this? And we got to get around in that damn circle, Katie. That's what I want to experience. Say what you thankful for, but now nah, it'd be too many I people. Like that. Yeah, it'd be too many people. That shit last two hours. I missed the whole first half of the Cowboys I want a game. I family. Yeah, I know, you know. My mama, she put it on in the back for me, though. She let me watch it on mute. Okay. I'll be having one eye open, watching the Cowboys <laughs> lose. Other eye <laughs> closed, listening to the family pray. You don't want that. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I know. But like they say in the book, if you don't have a family, you struggle because you don't have one. And if you do have a big family, you struggle because you do have a big family. Yeah. It's always a struggle. The struggle is the struggle. But as long as you're breathing, Mm. it's a beautiful struggle. Live your life. Yeah. And be thankful. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Happy Thanksgiving. From in the moment to yours. Next week, bitches. All right, so the holidays are here, and, you know, it's a bit overwhelming for a lot of people. Um, It's tougher on your mental than usual, and maybe your fuse is a bit shorter. That's normal because of all of the things that you typically go through around the holidays when it comes to family. Because like we were speaking about earlier on the podcast, if you don't have a family, it's a struggle. And if you have a big family, it's a struggle. So a lot of the times the holidays can be sensitive for a lot of people especially when you're already dealing with mental health issues. Katie, have you ever experienced dealing with any type of mental health issues during the holidays? Yeah, and I think it's the thing that they call seasonal like depression, where especially I've experienced it, where I haven't been able to spend the holidays with my loved ones because of, you know, work, you know, distance. It sucks, and that's the, that's the time that you want to be around family. So it sucks when you can't, and then you just... Sitting alone. Have you ever spent a holiday alone? That is terrible. It's the worst. And I actually have. Um, unfortunately, a couple years ago when my grandma passed away, uh, I spent Christmas by myself because I, uh, well, COVID was a thing and I, I couldn't even go home to see my family because they had COVID at the time. And it was right after my grandma passed. So I ended up having to spend Christmas by myself. You weren't here. No one was here. Everybody was with their family. And I'll never forget that and how difficult that time was. Shout out to my cousin Ryan who came and spent some time with me so I didn't have to be truly alone. But, yes, and I know I wasn't the only person to experience it. I know you weren't. There are a lot of people, unfortunately, who have to spend the holidays alone. And, you know, this time of year may start to make you feel anxious and maybe you aren't going out as much as you were over the summer. And these are a lot of the signs that maybe it would help to talk to somebody. And you can do that. You can start for free with 
Port Counseling Group. That's P-O-R-T Counseling Group. Port specializes in redefining the roles you've played in your family, getting through the holidays after experiencing loss, co-parenting, premarital counseling, family of origin issues, breaking negative patterns, and so much more. Even if you don't think therapy is up your alley, you can talk to Port's lead counselor, Miranda, for free to determine if it's the right fit for you. Wait, Port, I huh? can talk to her for free? For free! I didn't know that. See? You better call Miranda and stop playing. I know there's a lot of people don't realize that, yes, I know therapy is typically extremely expensive. But what if you can actually get someone who can point you in the right direction for free? I like that. Then you might be able to give it a better chance. And Port can help you to navigate those difficult and hard to respond to questions you'll be getting from your family this holiday season. So don't feel like you are alone if you do find yourself in a position where you might have to be alone for the holiday season. Reach out to Port Counseling Group, and they'll be willing to help you get through whatever it is you are experiencing. It's important to have someone to talk to around the holidays. Speak to someone today at portcg.com slash moment. That's moment. M-O-E-M-E-N-T.